I got to play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one that sold for 61 on April 27. Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto pick. Oh, oh there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. How do we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. Hey. Welcome or welcome back to the football card quest. We are going to be doing a little bit of pay up or pay down tonight discussion before we hop into some underdog best ball drafts got my main man steve the ebay hitman steve uh how's the how's the hitman uh experience been going for you because uh it's not i've not been, i've not had much luck man it's been tough it's been tough going the past couple weeks pretty good pretty good and uh i've also you know kind of started buying again getting ready for the beginning of the season and uh finding the good deals i'm gonna try to be a lot more diligent in kind of keeping a spreadsheet and documenting every little move and you know how much like a 10 card order uh, I'm able to make on like a, a like a bulk buy and stuff like that so I think that's important to know because not everything is going to be like a big home run or a 5x or a 20x in rare cases like the one we talked about last week but uh, but I want to see like the smaller buys like the two turn into a 10 or the one turn into a five, which are, I feel like really big missed opportunities. Um, there is a lot of opportunities there. Uh, I want to ask you, and I'm curious to get uh, everybody's opinion in the chat. Do you think that uh, the 2021 product has been overprinted uh, compared to 2020? Like, do you think they printed more in 2021 just on, on the same general cards? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the actual numbers, but I, I would say probably, but I think that there's also maybe just a hair of favoritism towards those 2020 prints, even if they are similar in numbers, simply because that's the product everyone has staring. They were staring it in the face. They were looking for it at the, at the target, at the Walmart, wherever, simply because that's when the market popped off. So I, I wouldn't doubt for a second that the print runs are higher but sheerly just on the uh, what was going on in the hobby itself when when the hobby uh, exploded, I think that that's going to hone 2019-2020 product even that much more. So that's that's why then the the Jamar Chase Optic Hollow that sells for around $15 is, is not able or, or is going to be very difficult for that to break out to a $50 price tier. So... Andy, I think what would be a good comparison, and I want to see your opinion on this. What about like an optic orange out of 299? You know, those are serial numbered, so we know there's only 299 of them. How would that compare, right? How would um, the aqua compare? Uh, how would you know the the disco compare? You know, I want to. Those are the ones I want to know about because those have serial numbers. And that, I think, may be a better barometer because we don't really know the print run of the optic hollows. We can only speculate. But with ones that have serial numbers, I think that'd be a good measuring tool. That's that's interesting. Um, I know. I, I think that's um, a really smart strategy. I wish I had that comparison pulled up for you. <laughs> uh, I could do a little bit of 
of digging here to see if I can find a 2021 optic orange. And then I guess we would go 2020 purple optic Justin Jefferson and try and find something serial numbered similar. So, you, you know, because the orange is color match with the Bengals, the purple for the Vikings, just to see then what a difference is. I think that's ultimately right. I mean, I think that's a safe strategy. Like you can go between draft classes, but you got to pick something it's it's almost like the more modern you get, 2021 and 2022, you got to pick something that's a little bit more rare, just to be on the safe side, right? Just pick something sure. a little bit more rare compared to whatever it is that you're comparing from 2020. And then, obviously, Steve, you alluded to it, but 2019, 2018, 2017 product gets starts getting exponentially more rare. Um, but I want to ask you, going back before 2016. When that when you had tops and Bowman and all the different top sets, do you think what do you think of because you also had Panini in the game at that time? What do you think about the scarcity from that time compared to 2020? Um, where do you think that ranks up? Uh, I I would say probably even exponentially more scarce. If you look at uh, even things that are serial numbered, you know you have so many serial number variations the 299 the 199 the 99 all the way down the chain to the 101 whereas you know in most sets you had like it's serial numbered one out of 2k or it's one out of 5k and if you go back and historically look at those cards they are super expensive and they were very hard pulls that's interesting so yeah, it's almost like the serial numbers were higher on average. But there was okay, only like so I, fewer variations of the card, I think, is the big comparison. So if you wanted yeah, that's something a, that's other a than big base, you, you had very limited options. Yeah, you have very limited options, whereas today you've got 50, 60 parallels for all the major sets. And then on top of it, they've added, when you look between 2020, 21, and 22, they add new inserts every year as well, which, you know, they, they try and target this uh, enough people that will find that, that design on the insert cool enough to make it collectible. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Neary, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Um, yeah, I, I do think that they should... There's already so many sets, they should slow down on the parallels, and I think they should really make each product have a distinct desirability, even if it's, uh, you know, a little more family-friendly and on the pocketbook, you know what I mean? There should be something that maybe is just that much harder to pull, but it comes out of classic, or it comes out of uh, score, right? You know, it doesn't have to be like this waste product that, people buy just until something else comes out. That's true. I, you know, uh, what could be a good measuring tool also? I, I see you have select pulled up. Uh, there's a per yeah, there's purple and there's uh, orange that aren't serial numbered from, from both sets as well. Purple and orange non-serial number just to get the color match element in there? Yeah. Because I don't think there's a purple out of 199. I, I saw you type that in. Purple and a solid. Uh, yeah, I was just looking for like something out of 199. I guess I could even take out purple. 
I just yeah, thought that, that purple, would give it even more. Purple select is out of 49. Okay. Yeah, and these are all autos out of 199. That's out of 50. PSA 10 for 200 and something. Man, uh, either my internet's you know running slow or... Kenny is the... Uh, yeah. Check, check the... Um, forget the color match for a second and just check, like, the... Out of 299 optics, they're both going to be, like, the turquoise but they'll at least be like the highest serial numbered variety of the rated rookie out of 299 yeah see what we got ah okay the aqua i got you justin jefferson 2020 optic so that's a 10 for 152 wow that's that's pretty spicy man wow also have the wave right well, obviously, Justin Jefferson's still way more. Oh, there's a 10. Expensive. Third one down on, on Jefferson's side. There's a 10 right there. Third one down on Jefferson. Damn. Yep, 450. <laughs> and there's. Holy uh, crap, dude. A raw one on Com C that went for $220 for Justin Jefferson at a 299 I mean, that's a massive, massive difference. 41? what dang dude. so i was yeah i yeah i know it's that's not bad at all for chase but i guess that it, it goes back to how many more rookie cards he has than justin jefferson so that plays a pretty big role when we're talking about the card market so earlier steve i was i was doing a comparison between uh two of our favorite 1a receivers devonta smith and t higgins uh, and I'm very excited to share some information that I've discovered with you from Reception Perception, uh, who Matt Harmon, who does uh, an incredible deep dive on these receivers and looks at their success rate against man coverage, press man coverage, zone coverage, also looks at their yak. Uh, so it looks at how good these guys are at an individual level so you can find the talent before – uh, they break out because essentially it's 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 pinpointing a wide receiver to where if they just get the targets, if they just get more passing volume going their way, they are going to convert that into a lot of production. So uh, I'm excited to share some of those findings that I had. But but what I noticed is that Devonta Smith was incredible last year on the outside. Um, he was dom He was much better than T. Higgins. In fact, uh, he was number nine amongst all his graded wide receivers, and uh, against man and press coverage, against zone coverage. I mean, he was just good all over the field. And if you saw his route tree, I mean, he was winning at all different sectors. But a lot of it was, you know, on the outside. It was um, going up and and like post and corner routes. Uh, so it's. It's really interesting to look at that data. And T. Higgins was good. Don't get me wrong. He was solid. His route tree is also very expanded, right? He And he wins in a variety of ways. He just wasn't quite as good as Devonta Smith was on an individual level. Uh, and so I'm like, with the with, with how – and him going to Alabama and the Heisman Trophy, I was looking at his uh, prism optic rookie ticket auto prices and noticing that there's a big difference. There's like a $30 or $40 difference between Devonta Smith and T. Higgins. So I was like, 
that to me easily says that I'm going to buy Devonta Smith and sell him around the price of a T Higgins. That's the case. But then I have guys remind me that the 2021 print run is a lot higher than 2020. So I, 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 I have to be very careful with the cards that I compare from Devonta and T Higgins. I think that there's another aspect to this that we're not mentioning just yet. And, you know, these other guys from 2020 have a whole nother season under their belt as a basis of comparison. Uh, you know, Devonta Smith had a good first year, but um, he had a much better second year, but he didn't really, really turn it on until the, the last several weeks of the season. So, you know, there's some people that have already started tuning football out, uh, you know, by, by that point of the season. And if you're one of the people that stuck around till the end and watched it all, you saw that's kind of when he really stepped into what we think he'll be this year. Um, so maybe it might take another season or two for them to catch up in price. But Devonta Smith could make the argument that he's going to be the guy on this team, perhaps. Well, I, I don't think he will just because A.J. Brown is – a top three wide receiver, in fact, in the league, according to uh, Matt Harmon's reception perception at uh, man coverage separation. He also had a career high zone uh, zone coverage win rate last year as well. So, I mean, he was just dominating everywhere. And, and he finally, his route tree has expanded so much to where they're moving him around a lot before uh, before any given play and they're moving him inside a lot and he's just dominating at a guy of his size with his yak ability. Um, it's just, it's crazy how good of a du wide receiver duo they have there, which is why I'm like Jalen hurts MVP season. Here we come. Um, plus they're probably, they've got a pass more this year and, and Devonta Smith already um, last year had more receiving yards and more targets than T Higgins. They, they tied in touchdowns for seven, but I, I just think that there, there's um, – I, I, I think that Devonta Smith is going to have a, a monster season here. So, And I thought this was a very good comparison because this is an elite du wide receiver duo comparison right here that are very similar as well in draft class. Uh, you know, it's just, just, um, just a little bit different here with, um, I guess, A.J. Brown being 2019, Devonta Smith 2021. Then you have – uh, T Higgins 2020 and Jamar Chase 2021. The thing that's cool about these kind of discussions, Andy, is you know, you can take either of these guys and, and make them the number one on quite a few teams in the league. So to have them on a team with another arguably, you know, top three receiver in the league is is pretty wild. It is pretty wild, man. Uh, so it's a, it's a Howie Roseman masterclass there in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm struggling to find a T. Higgins out of 99 here, bro, or 299. Oh, the Aqua? Oh, I didn't put in out of 299. It would help if <laughs> I did out of 299. Trying to multitask on a Thursday night. Uh, I got to catch up with the with the uh, the chat, too. Uh, okay, here we go, Steve. All right, I'm starting to get Damn. some results. That 27 is a great, great buy. Man. 27 PSA 9. We have a PSA 10 for Devonta that I that would pull up on 130 lot. point. Yeah, it went over 100 for sure, like probably 125, 130. Okay, Devonta Smith. Wow, man, that one went for a lot. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's only for the rookie ticket autos, Andy. <laughs> Those are some big numbers there. 
uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting, and that's what's so wild about the card market. There's a lot of nuance, right? I mean, you know, it, this does it, this. I do find this very interesting because T. Higgins, um, his optics stuff, I think could be undervalued. I mean, if that's the case, we have J uh, Justin Jefferson at a fifty dollar optic hollow. We have uh, C.D. Lamb still at a pretty. It's only like twenty. I think $25 you have T Higgins here that this is out of 299. Is it because of the color is the color, the color clash here, Steve? Um, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I mean, you're, you're, it's not exactly green, but the Devonta Smiths are seemingly a lot more. Yeah, as prices now, they have gone up because here's a buy it now May 5th for $38. Now, this isn't clicking into it to, to try and examine the condition, but and, and we may be dealing with a one-touch effect here as well. <laughs> Got to sure. love that one-touch because this, this sold for 95 I mean, that's a lot higher than that last one on May 5th. That is, uh, yeah, no, I, I will admit, and anyone that else... That, that buys on eBay probably is in agreement that when you see a card in a one touch, it just looks better. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I'm not getting 130 points, so we'll just all have to guesstimate on the uh, on, on the best offers accepted here. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to get into some drafts tonight, Steve. I'm also uh, excited to to see what deals we can find on eBay. So this was my my big thing, and this is what's on the thumbnail. Do we pay up or pay down? Because basically this is what I want to figure out tonight uh, while we're hopping in these underdog drafts uh, before I catch up with the chat over here. D basically, we're in this little pocket, right, before training camp starts, and there's going to be a lot more tweets and news that come out about players. So right now – do we just pay down and focus on sleepers um, th that we think, like speculate on total sleepers that could uh, pop off in training camp and preseason kind of thing or at some point this season? Or do we buy the known co uh, commodities, the, the known stocks like the, the T. Higgins and the Devonta Smith, that kind of thing, um, you know, and, and just pay up for those guys. No, even though that their markets have gone up probably 10 to 20%, generally speaking, you know, if we were using a comparative card, this is one of the key things we've been trying to figure out here. Uh, but their, their prices are, are definitely have gone up. When I look at the, the more desirable cards, the rookie ticket autos and stuff like that. So yeah, I want to get your take, Steve, what do you think we should be doing right now? I think, uh, you know, a, a mix of both. You don't want to have just a strategy. But like you just saw, there's some inefficiencies in the, uh, the from set to set where you have player A is much more expensive in one set, but much less in the other set. You know, use that to your advantage because ultimately, you know, once football's in full gear, people are going to be looking for, you know, the hot cards, the liquid cards of that player. And uh, you should see some, like, normalization across the board. Yeah, normalization across the board, which leads me to their their graded market when we try and you know at least take condition factors as a common denominator out of take condition factors out of it. You know, um, 
and I look at their their graded markets, you have some interesting results. Sometimes I think this is dependent on the the supply of what's available. Um, yeah. all, it could also depend on the like the price point that the supply that's available is at. A big increase the past week over week in Daniel Jones buy it now sold volume. I think you can definitely kind of for me, Steve, this tells me that people are speculating more on some deeper cut quarterbacks that they're going back and looking at last year's numbers and kind of projecting for the season. They're placing bets. Obviously, quarterbacks uh, drive the the NFL uh, markets. They they drive the the hobby in terms of getting the, uh, the most attention. So it makes sense that that's where people kind of start. And you can see his graded card market up 214 percent. Yeah, no, Daniel Jones is a, is a great example. And we talked about him throughout the year last year. And he was, you know, it went from a guy that people were like, what are you guys, nuts? To, okay, maybe you're on to something. To, wow, he actually finished the season pretty good. And now you're seeing these numbers, which I think just reinforce the fact that, you know, A, that was the correct play. And B, that uh, other people are getting on board. It's only a matter of time until it's, uh, a potential wildfire. That's not the time you want to get in. It looks like there's still time now, but you know you want to get in before the 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 group buyers, the mass buyers, come in because that's when uh, you should be doing the opposite. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so you can also see Kenneth Walker. Like I was thinking, Kenneth Walker may still be at value. He is not at value anymore, Steve. His cheapest rookie autos that I think are decent that you want to get into are now in that $50 range. So um, I was pretty impressed to see that. You can see his graded card market, although not big, surely, because he's uh, only a second year player. Uh, but still, you can see that those graded cards people are paying a premium for up 300% week over week. Nick Chubb up 150% and buy it now. So uh, and if I look at just mass volume, that's going to show our most graded uh, quarterbacks, most popular players. That's Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. They're all up. J uh, Joe Burrow's graded card market is up 20% in terms of buy it now sold volume over the past weeks. And a 5% increase in auction. So that's a great, great indicator right there. Uh, to show you how the, the football card market is moving, or the, the direction as a whole is up right now. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and as you see, you know, it's going to be QBs at the top, as always. I think the one interesting one, though, is that the market slowed quite a bit on Purdy, which you kind of had to know what happened at some point. But, you know, if you're a Niners fan, you got to be a little nervous about him starting the season. Yeah, all the news have been good so far, but he is definitely leading that 2022 class. Um, you know, I'm almost tempted. What do you think about this strategy, Steve? You know, instead of trying to figure out if you should pay up or pay down, do you think it makes more sense to actually search for a specific set or maybe even a year? Is there a search term that you like to use on eBay that you feel will... Uh, allow you to take what the market's given you, like just just to kind of take the the best deals that the market has at any given time. Does that make sense to you? It makes sense. I, I wouldn't say I'm a A plus uh, eBay 
uh, search tooler by any means, but it it doesn't hurt to have some specific searches saved on specific sets and players that you like. You know, for example, I like Fields. All right, so I have a Fields, uh, you know, twenty twenty one mosaic search, right? And then you can even take it a step further and say PSA ten, or you could change it to graded. So you only get graded results. So those are a couple of things that I use that are really helpful. But now that you have this pulled up, Andy, uh, you know, when you say uh, what's the strategy here, I think looking at the borough and the Hertz, it's still pretty baffling to me that the gap is that big. Uh, that being said, I'm always a buyer on borough at Hertz at the uh, borough. Yeah, buyer on borough at the right price. But I would also be a buyer on Hertz currently given his price. Yeah, I'd buy them all day at 125. I mean, I you guys know, but you guys see these spikes. The uh, the 235 is even going to be a legitimate transaction. This one, I think this 189. No, that's not mine. That was a 117. I sold mine somewhere in here for uh, 175, and uh, I mean that. I mean that's just look at how that card has stayed like that. I mean we're we're like kind of at like a, a new normal right now for for Jalen Hurts. I think you've got easy two hundred to two hundred fifty dollar potential in this card, especially when you look at Joe Burrow's range, like you mentioned. Uh, this is a clear playoff team with you know potential uh, MVP run in in them this year. So. Um, yeah, man, I, I'm with you. Between Herbert and Hertz, are we are we both going Hertz? I'm sure there's some people out there that are, that are gonna go Herbert. I mean, he's only been incredible. Um, whoops, I got it. Uh, since his uh, rookie year, and now they bring in Kellen Moore, spend a first round pick on Quentin Johnson. Man, this could be a massive year for Justin Herbert. We saw last year that they. I guess you could say we're a fringe playoff team by the end of the season. Uh, but I think what you have in the Bengals and, and Eagles are basically teams that are almost assured to make the playoffs and potentially go to the Super Bowl, potentially go to the Super Bowl against each other in, in many cases. So, you know, what we know about QB values, uh, that's kind of what you're looking for, right? You know, because that's when those prices will see their highs, not necessarily after, but on the lead up to it. But do you think a good search result or a good search term to use to see if the, what the, what the market could give you on any given time, like 2020 optic, uh, rookie auto, um, and, and filter by autos at any given time or that's a little bit too specific though because i i, I am interested in rare non-auto cards as well so you may just have to make some more concise searches like by player and stuff like that otherwise you're going to end up with like you know not that there's a ton of graded old linemen but you're going to end up with like really obscure guys in your search too that you're not looking for like uh Justin Jefferson inspired custom slab case. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> you know, and the uh, you know that's let's see, thirty four hundred is a lot of results. But if you you know, narrow it down and use a player, 
So you like that optic? Dude, that optic Herbert is really low, Andy. What? That is really well, low. Two minutes. If, Did we just that, stumble on a on a juicy little one? Uh yeah, this looks clean, fellas. That's that's uh you know uh, it's it's gotten higher than fifty-five before several times. What's going on with this seller though? I'm a, I'm a little nervous. Okay, we got 130 past month. One, nice to one, deal with ship from Japan. So he just doesn't have a lot of transactions. What's it's the shipping on this? Is it crazy? That's an optic. What are you talking about? Yeah. That is an optic, sir. I mean, this is an incredible value right now. Uh, you, you know Justin how I know that Herbert. card so well, Andy? That was, I think yeah. I told you this story. When I got back into the hobby in 2020, that was the first big card I pulled out of a blaster. First blaster I got that card. Still have 104 it. for his PSA 10 right now, about 100 bucks for his PSA 10. What's, uh, let's see what the, we'll see if we got at 9.5, SGC 9, PSA 9, $40, 33. Oh, that's, that's so if you, if you, I, have, yeah, uh, values from a year ago, I don't know how far back it goes, but it's much higher. You know, there you go. I'm telling you, the raw ones, Andy, were over 55 for a long time. You could see there that they were probably as high as 80, 90 bucks at some point. So realistically, I just don't want to pay more than $30 for this card. I think it goes for more than that, but I think that you could, if you can get it under 30, that's a hell of a buy, man. It's at. It's at twenty fifty. It's gonna it's gonna shoot up. Twenty two fifty. Twenty six. Oh, somebody glitched up the system. Twenty nine. Dang. It did shoot up there at the end. Bush said you'd be better off just buying the nines. Yeah, I mean if if you can get them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If you can get a nine for that cheap, yeah. Because worst case scenario, you know, you can uh, crack it out of the, the shell. Yeah, I do see. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised this $54, 55 I mean, there's a lot of buy nows at that price point that I'm sure sell. 29 Well, there you go. So the the uh, the 2020 optic results. But see, at the same time, are you going to spend your time to get do that for Brandon Ayuk? I, I, I think we both love Brandon Ayuk. Um, he was also a guy that absolutely excelled uh, big time last year, according to reception perception in all types of different route trees. He was way better than Debo Samuel in man coverage success rate. So, uh, and press cup man press coverage. So he's definitely their number one wide receiver. Debo ran a lot of screens. He ran the highest amount of screens in the NFL, the highest amount of sweeps, the highest amount of uh, flats, like little out plays. And uh, Brandon Ayuk's route tree is all over the place. It's all lit up. He's succeeding everywhere. I mean, this guy, that's why I love him. But, I mean, an optic for a dollar? Are we really doing that? Is this the kind of thing you were talking about at the beginning of the stream where you're like, I want to take the one to the five, one to five dollar? Yeah. Like, this, if you got a low bankroll, yeah. But I'm going to the national. I mean, this. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, it's going to be worth a penny at the national because of, of everybody's exquisite collection. Sure. No, I get that. But you know, I agree that that is a, a common mentality. But we talked about this a few weeks ago. There's a lot of people that roll up just for those value boxes, Andy. Value boxes are a massive play, man. You know, 
and I'm not going to compare them to a garage sale find or anything, but people go to garage sales and find what people consider as undesirable items and they move them for a massive profit. You know, base cards in general, yeah, naturally they're going to fetch uh, less and they're going to have a lower desirability, but um, there's definitely still a value, especially when you're talking about a base optic, if you're talking about a base prism, right? If you're talking about a base, I don't know, select, playoff, whatever, like that's a massive difference. But uh, in these sets that have much lower print runs and higher desirability, that's that's a big play. That's a nice one there. Mm. Snipe alert, DeAndre Swift. I mean, if he, he's ever going to turn his career around, it's behind the best offensive line in the league with Jalen Hurts and, and Kenneth Gainwell to take the pressure off you. And it may be Rashad Penny too. But, yeah, Swift's there you the, go, Swift's man. the kind of guy that – you know, could just have the same season he had, you know, last year, the year before, but he could also finally be used the way he should have been this whole time and finally snap off and, you know, net you like total 1500 scrimmage. Steve, uh, this is an interesting search result, man. I'm kind of digging it. We got the uh, 2020 Optic Jalen Hurts in six minutes. SGC 10 currently at 70 bucks. No bids on it. It's like nobody's wanting to touch it at 70. Yeah, I like that, man. That seems pretty safe. I, I would think that the price is low. I would think in a PSA slab, it's probably pretty comparable, maybe around 110. 110. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, okay. So yeah, one ten for that. Let's see if we got some prior data on the SGC. Um, we do have a little bit. It's kind of all over the place. The SGC ten. I'll say the BGS ten two hundred. We know that's going to go for even higher. But seventy sixty six average. It looks like on the yep average of sixty six. But you have a one sixty eight eleven fifty two week high which is pretty impressive. You also have a couple, um, look at the playoffs. You had a couple hundred dollar transactions at the beginning of the season. You had a 114. Oh, that was a SGC 10 gold label, that, that 168. So, you know what, yeah, I guess you're looking at the peak about 100 for that. The thing is, is that you don't really get a fair comparison because there's so few. There's so few that we're comparing. I mean, how many... How many SGC tens were in that chart? Only a handful. You know what I mean. So there's yeah, going to be uh, you know most of those sales could have happened at an inopportune time compared to the PSA ones, which have like a, a higher frequency of sale because there's more of them. I think seventy is a good price. If you're going to put it in a buy now format, there won't be as much of a disparity between that and PSA as you think. Man, I love this card. I want it, but I can see why it's not moving at 169. This is what the person should get for it, but it may not be till a few weeks into the season. J.K. Dobbins is still, still one of my favorite running backs. I think. Uh, mm. Don't think, think that's going to get a bid. James was. You guys were showing off some stuff in the the live you had going in the Discord last night. I think James sniped me on the. On the IU pen pails, purple ink. I saw that he won that one, man. I was <laughs> I was bidding on that one too, man. It's a great card. 
Well, it's time to it's time to seek your revenge, man. Uh, let's hop into it. We'll keep we'll keep an eye on some of these auctions. Definitely not Jalen Rager. Two bucks for a optic preview Gibson. That seems it'd be hard to lose on that. Yeah, I, I see well, where your mind is. Andy for a Jonathan Taylor PSA ten. That's definitely a watch. Yeah, optic. How much would you be willing to pay for that while also still feeling like you've got upside in the car? Jonathan Taylor's rookie auto market. I'll tell you, it starts out around fifty dollars, man. It's not. I thought it was going to be lower, but it's not at all. Uh, you could probably bid twenty five and still have a chance to win and leave you a ton of room to grow on it. Yeah, as markets graded markets are down a little bit, not much. They're already pretty low, so it's like they don't really have much room. Uh, the optic must uh, must be. I wonder what the pop count is on this on this optic. Not a lot of transactions on it, huh? No, there was a Don Rusway up there, but I haven't seen the. Yeah. Um, Let me see. Uh, so. Here's your um, your optic preview. I know you love those optic previews. I know a lot of guys that love those optic previews, man. They're pretty sweet cards. There's one. There, there it is. The trend. <laughs> it's only got a pop of one seventy one, dude. Oh, look at that! Yeah, his money. Yeah, he was money coming into the last season, and he's just tanked all the way since. So he had a couple. Let's see who this one is. Okay. Yeah, I've got a confirmed seventy dollar. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're pretty much buying in at the bottom here. So I was actually looking to get some exposure to uh, to JT as well, man. Let's see what that Swift ended for. Wow, that Swift ended for just twenty three fifty five, Steve. That's that was a good deal, I think. We know nobody we bid know. on the Dobbins. Yeah, yeah just a well, little we know too the, high we know right the Eagles now. Eagles fans are. Are great loyal fans to their to their skill position guys, and if he pans out, that's definitely a card you want to have. So this is me because, like, if I'm gonna try and uh, get this card, I'm just gonna go ahead and put in my my bid, Steve, because I'm just gonna do thirty one oh one and hope that. Let's see. Right. Anyways, because now, like, I mean. So, and yeah, it's draft time. And instead of me messing with that until it ends, like having to be bid at the last couple seconds, I just go ahead and put in what I want to put max pay for it and be done with it, you know? Yeah, man. Absolutely. He, uh, you know, obviously, probably a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth that maybe bought into him during his insane rookie year, but look at the the team itself was just in shambles last year and you got to have a better feeling about it this year regardless of what qb starts you got to think that they're going to be much much better so a uh, couple quick announcements i want to say what's up to everybody in the chat and catch up with the chat here uh but just to make sure everybody knows we are going to be at the national in just two weeks time steve two weeks time we are trying to uh set up a football card 
trade night, a quest football card trade night on Saturday night at the national. But I really need to know how many people are potentially going because I might reserve a bigger space if I know that uh, 20 or more people are going. Right now, I know at least 10 to 15 people will confirm uh, for Saturday night trade night. But if there's anybody else out there, make sure you definitely leave a comment. Uh, let me know somehow on, on any of the social media platforms. And uh, at the same time that you're smashing that like button for this, this live stream. Right, Steve? Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, just if uh, and if you uh, have my number, if you're one of my one of my local guys here and you're watching Neary, if you're out there, if you're planning to go and want to meet up with us on Saturday night, shoot me a message. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, let me say hi to Derek. We got Messiah. Got our, our um, usual suspects out there. Late stick. They're they're ragging on me for starting late. My bad, my bad, guys. I was going down a reception perception rabbit hole, and you know, before I know it, I look up. It's nine o'clock. Steve messaged me <laughs> twice, like, "Hey, man, where's the link? Are we having a live stream? What's going on here, dude?" And I'm like, "Oh crap! It's on. I'm on the clock. I'm on the clock." Uh, so yeah. Oh, Chad Dyer, three X Geno Smith flip just went down twenty to seventy five. People, they buy in. Yes, Chad is the man. Bob just popping in. What's good, Boggy? Oh, I got other uh, big announcement. I, I I shared it on the got the got the hobby box in 2023 Chronicles. And you know what, Steve? You know all those guys are 199 or higher, and to get free shipping. So of course I had to buy something else. But I'm like, I didn't want to buy a blaster box or something. I didn't really want to buy a leaf product. So what I did was I just. Did you buy yourself a little something? Uh, no, I haven't decided what I'm going to do with it yet, to be honest with you, man. Uh, there's the 2023 Chronicles draft picks. And I got a 2022 Optic. Hobby. It's, not a, it's not a true hobby box, though. Is it like it's one of those a, hybrid boxes? It's a, it, it was considered a retail box, whatever that means. A re, I think it's like a retail hobby box. I don't think they have mega boxes anymore. Or maybe this took the place of a mega box, but this was definitely more than a mega box. This was like $175. But I was like, $20 shipping. I'm basically getting this for $155. And then it was on sale. So it was already on a sale to $175. And then I got another $20 off basically because of the free shipping. So I looked at it as a pretty nice win. Very cool. I haven't man. decided what I'm going to do with it yet. Do I bring it to the national? Do like a live rip and get do something with the cards, or do I try and use this as a, a trade bait or, or or something at the national? We'll have or to. Or do I we'll rip it? Our... Rip it right now, Steve. Do okay, rip hold it open. Down. Rip it right now. Not I'm well, man. Itching, man. <laughs> oh man, it's been a minute since I picked up any wax, so the I, I definitely got the itch myself too, but. Oh well, we got we got a little time. We can uh, think about it between now and uh, you know the coming weeks. What news did I miss today? I'm sure I missed some news today. I've had my head to the grindstone all day today. Uh, child number ten for Philip. <laughs> hey man, he's still doing it just off the field now. That's all. Oh Let's yeah, see. Tiger Stamp Stripes one and uh, Jacobs potentially missing the beginning. Of the offseason. 
uh, due to contract negotiations? Uh, it says plans to skip the beginning of training camp if they don't reach a long-term deal by Monday's deadline. Jets Quinn I mean, Williams signed a four-year, $96 million contract. We knew that was coming. Oh, Brett Holmes, um, Lions GM, said Jameer Gibbs is a multi-purpose elite weapon. I think we can do that. Stop, stop. Brad Holmes needs to stop talking about Jameer Gibbs. No more Jameer Gibbs tweets. Please, please, I need to snipe some more Jameer Gibbs. I haven't even got my first rookie auto that I ordered. It's in the mail somewhere. <laughs> we better hop in this draft because I'm about to go, I'm about to go reach on somebody. Some somebody is let's see. Are you are you ready to hop in and, into an underdog draft, Steve? Or is there any more important news that uh I missed from today? Uh, that was pretty much it. I think I said earlier about Saquon potentially holding out, uh, if he doesn't get something sorted out by next week. So hard to say how long that'll last. It may not end up happening at all, but obviously something to at least be on the lookout for, especially if you have him in a league or thinking of drafting him. Some people get the itch for ripping hobby boxes. I get the itch for sniping singles, man. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm like, this is what I'm telling you. We got to get into a draft because if not, I'm going to go down another rabbit hole looking for Jameer Gibbs cards because I know there's a lot of draft pick chronicles. Hit <laughs> just just wait till Elite comes out and you'll be picking up those pen pails, Jameer Gibbs. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tempted to get a one of one. I'm not going to lie here. It might be leaf metal, but it does have that little leaf XRC, uh, that little leaf XRC shield. It's encased by leaf, so I feel pretty good about the condition. Serial numbered one of one, and I've seen these cards for Devonta Smith, uh, for uh, who's I looking at? Jonathan Taylor. These cards go for at least thirty to forty. Like the player in that tier the the card will go for 30 to 40 so i think if if jameer gibbs delivers a at least like mid second round fantasy type numbers so we're talking uh, rb1 maybe on the back end of rb1 maybe just like uh, rb8 some type of range i think a card like this does pay off steve what say you um i'm torn because the potential outcomes for jameer gibbs are pretty polarizing as far as what his usage could be. The other thing I would point out is I don't know everything about these Leaf Metal cards, but I can tell you that this card is not a card per se as much as it is a pre-production proof. You can see it at the top. So there's not a card number. There's not oh. a back of the card. So it is a one of one. It is an auto. It does appear to be a trading card. But if you look at, let's say, that one under it, Andy, uh, it will have a number on the back. It will have a card description on the back. Oh, they don't have a picture of the back of the card, of course. No no back. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not, again, that's not my specialty, but I do know that there is a distinct difference between the two. Don't you love it? So much nuance in the sports card market. I, I, I find it fascinating uh, because I do feel like, like something like this, I'm going to watch. It's numbered out of 10. This has clearly just been released out of Chronicles here. And I like it because now we're talking licensed product. Look at that beautiful RC shield up there in the top right. And, and check that out. Nice, super rare serial number right on the front, you know? So, I mean, what I, I feel like if I can get this for uh, $20, 
or under, I'm in a really good spot. Yeah, because this card for Bijan is, I don't know, probably a $50 card. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by We We do know that the Chronicle stuff does have an inflated value before the the uh, you know, pro uniform stuff comes out. So I think you'll be wanting to look in for like, uh, you know, like the Spectra short print variations and, and some this of the other like. right here, brother. College tickets. College tickets are fire. The nice thing about I, those two is people will still want those even when the pro uniforms come out. Hell yeah. Yeah, because you've got the official rookie card shield. You've got the, the contenders ticket design, which I'm, I am I didn't get time to do, but I really want to do this next week, Steve. Remind me. Next week, we got to do this. We got to pull up every year rookie ticket auto. Um, I'm gonna put it on a graphic so we can we can compare. We can get a vote from the audience on you know which one's the best aesthetically, and we can look at some values. We can look at numbers in between each year. I'll pick a guy from each year that I think are comparable, and I think that would be a lot of fun to go from 2017 to 2022. Um, uh, uh, Gaby Gaby sports cards. I was talking to him on Twitter earlier. He thinks that 2021 is an anomaly. The way they added the QR and barcode to the side, they did some funky things in 2021. He thinks it sticks out like a sore thumb and not in a good way. <laughs> so he thinks that's he likes 2022 a lot better. 2020, um, there, there's a lot more similarities in the actual design. So uh, I, I'm wondering how good this, this design right here will do. I think it looks great. It's, it reminds me a lot more of the older rookie ticket autos, which I think are nice. But I'm not opposed to any of the sets. I think they look good. And I think it's good that they did more horizontal rookie ticket autos to maybe kind of normalize them a bit more. All right. Without further ado, we say what's up to Filthy and Hector in the house. James, what does he got here? Two minutes, Devonta Smith, Donruss, Elite, Pen Pals, Purple Otter. Ooh, Purple. Let's go. Let's go. Colvu, you guys ready? I am just scrolling to the bottom of the chat. I'm sorry if there's something. Steve, if you find something or uh, uh, hour in and no draft, seriously. All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's get drafting. Come on. <laughs> let's draft, baby. Too Underdog little. Fantasy. The Fast Puppy. We're going to go ahead and get this thing. This thing's going to fill up quick. It's one thing I love about Underdog Fantasy. The drafts fill up really quick, and you got a chance to win a lot of money while also drafting against your friends. All right, you ready? I'm going to count down. Five, Always. four, three, two, one. Enter the puppy. Decent-sized tournament here, Steve. Oh, um, I think I got in the same one. Let's see. 111 thousand entrance first place 75 grand second 40 you can see the prizes they get pretty steep we are drafting against uh, a 12 person league right now so just like your season long home fantasy leagues except underdog is going to take this big roster that you draft here and just optimize each positional category one quarterback two running back three wide receiver a tight end and a flex and give you the most amount of points every week and accumulate that up and see if you advance 
uh, to the next round if you can beat the majority of the people in your 12-person league. And then finally, in week 17, this one's a 114-person uh, final uh, roster pool. So you're going to compete against a, a, another 114 rosters, which is why we want to look at differentiating ourselves and looking at trying to stack the best week 17 matchups. So we're going to be talking a lot about week 17 as we go through this. Um, so that's everything we love about underdog fancy. The final thing is with promo code quest, when you sign up, you get a hundred percent instant deposit bonus and the quest gets a little bit of kickback. It goes a long way to helping us grow. Uh, so definitely check out underdogfantasy.com. Seven's already gone, Justin Jefferson. Steve, you got the 1.2, man. Congratulations. Yeah, buddy. I don't know if I oh, buddy. we got Bush Leaguers. We got a Bush Leaguers lurking out there. We got a bunch of bunch of people, bunch of people in here. Got late stick at the five, A113. Uh chopper, chopper in the car. <laughs> got filthy at 1.8 derek at the 1.9 i'm still working on getting one of those little shields i know you want one too steve i'm on my way man i know you were talking about it uh yesterday uh i think we both probably have you know we just kind of hopped on the underdog train last year but i i already at the beginning of july have more drafts done than i did all of last season so let's go <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I'm so uh, more dialed in this year than I was even last year. And last year, I did feel like I was very dialed in, but I, I feel even more dialed in this year. So much so, I almost memorized the Week 17 schedule. Not completely. And I'm not completely immune to auto-picking here at the turn, at the 112. But I should have an easy go of it because I'm double-tapping <laughs> and then I get to talk for a while and and hang out so we might be okay <clears throat> all right all right we're on the clock gotta pick here oh well i'm just gonna go ahead and stick with adp i'm gonna go with both of these two studs can't go wrong yeah um uh, who forget who it was rhino in the discord chat was asking me my take on amon Ra because if you look at his route tree it is a lot of uh shorter routes a lot of slants and curls and dig routes and stuff and his his success rate against like press man coverage is not the best i think what they were doing good last year with him was a lot of um like easier routes, like they kind of designed it around him and set him up to get open pretty quick. And then he and then he earned a lot of yards after catch. So I, 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 I know he's not like elite as, as an individual player, right? And then that's a big reason why he didn't go until the fourth round. But the guy's work ethic is incredible. His toughness uh his just desire to be the best is is incredible and that goes a long way and he's gonna earn like a, over 100 target i i was thinking he could earn closer to one 125 uh in 1500 yards 
Rhino was saying he'd need to get 150 targets, he felt, to get 1,500 yards. Uh, so, you know, I think he's going to be somewhere in there. Steve, that's just well, they, what, that's, yeah, what, that's they, they my projection. work on his, uh, his deeper routes this year. So that, that's a pretty big deal. And uh, I think he get, continues to get better. And you know what? At the end of the day, you know, the – you know, the route tree analysis and all that is is fine and dandy, but uh, you know if he continues to put out his expected points that he's projected for, you know that's ultimately whether he did it against a weaker DB or a better DB. Would you know you only care if he gets the points or not, right? The mismatches are acceptable when you're talking fantasy. Hey, hey, our our main Eagles fan in the house, filthy collector. Gets the stack. <laughs> Filthy gets the Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown stack. Yeah. So juicy. Derek went Bijan Waddle. Derek back taking Bijan in the at the 1.9, a, a uh, total believer here of Bijan in the first round. Interesting. Now it's important to remember that week 17 stack, right? Let's see there. Lions and Cowboys. Yep, so you got the Falcons at the Bears in week 17. You can probably get – he may be trying to set up a DJ Moore, Justin Fields stack with um, with Bijan Robinson. I think that would be a really juicy one. The, the Miami Dolphins have a great matchup at the Ravens. That game, when they played last year, went nuclear – dude nuclear so uh there's fireworks there i love that dolphins and ravens matchup for sure the lions got the the cowboys so it's like you feel real great feel great about that one too you know um that that matchup last year was great and then you got Devonte adams who is just just i mean he's basically the best individual wide receiver in the game so uh, yeah, just put him anywhere, anytime. <laughs> just watch him do his thing. He's going to get his points, right? And he could go nuclear. Uh, where's the Raiders? Colts. At the Colts. Okay, so I could be thinking about uh, an Anthony Richardson or Jonathan Taylor. He's gone. He goes mid-second. We could be thinking about uh, an Anthony Richardson. So we're going to – so I'm going to be thinking about either completing more lions uh, or or stacking or bringing back colts and and sprinkling in players from other uh high implied point total matchups on this spreadsheet like the run game for texans titans i think is very juicy like damian pierce uh is a guy that i'm totally after here in the uh like the running back dead zone i guess you will or whatever for me it's this is the dead zone right here like in the fourth round i think that the the sixth through ninth round is a lot better for running back even right now i'm looking at a lot of guys super late steve that i i like the running backs there so agreed i i usually try to go a little heavier uh, receiver early that seems to be the go-to strategy this year, but it seems like the uh, 
range of outcomes for receivers and running backs tends to switch like every other season. So that may be what people are doing right now, but maybe not the most optimal play. I guess we'll see. But uh, there's definitely, if you go too heavy at running back early, there's definitely a wasteland for uh, receivers if you get a little too late in the game. Yeah, like it's interesting to see what this Jewish McCaffrey does. Uh, Derek says, great name, by the way. Yeah, that's that's solid. Uh, let's see. Man, I mean, just look at all these wide receivers on my rankings here. I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I'm going to go Terry McLaurin this time over these guys. Who play the 49ers at, actually they play the 49ers in week 17 if i remember correctly so i could easily go debo samuel here yeah 49ers commanders so let's go ahead and just double tap i kind of want to get Ayuk though where's he at would that be a reach no, i'm gonna i'm gonna reach on him here i'm just Pumping the ADP up because he's not going to come back to me, man. If you were in this draft, he'd be strangling you right now. Oh, uh, yeah, because I just sniped him. I just sniped somebody, but you know what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm going to. Hey, you got to take, you got to, you got to have bold takes like that to, to win, right? I just made this roster very unique because at the, at the uh, one, two turn, I can get a stack like Amon Ra Devante, but then I can also get. You know, at the uh, what I just did at the three four turn, I reached on a guy that would never come back to me. So I went ahead and took him now. He's never going to come back to me at the end of the fifth and, and, and let Debo go to my opponent here, Swimothy. No, that's Man, him and I, him and I are just like it's no, it's it's definitely viable. I mean, there's you know, you can say, oh, well, you can only take the best ADP guys that come up at your turn. Well, I mean, that's the interesting thing about that is that's probably what most people are doing, right? So uh, if you're looking for a little bit more of a unique sheet, you can reach a little bit. You know, obviously, you don't want to go several rounds. But uh, if there's a guy you think makes your team better and he makes your team more unique and you're high on him, I don't think that was too big of a reach given uh, everything we talked about. Well, thank you, Steve. I feel much better about. Now, will he be catching oh, passes from yeah. Darnold or Purdy? Well, the thing is, I was going to go Debo, so I was pretty much convinced myself. I guess I could have, I could have gone with uh, Drake London or Jerry Judy, but I look at Ayuk as having a very similar upside to the rest of these guys. I, I yeah, sure, I could have. I could have uh, pivoted. Now I could have got what I could have gone is taking uh, Kenneth Walker or Jameer Gibbs there. That does make a lot of sense to get a a running back. But I was going to go with the true zero RB, do the bring back with the Commanders uh, Terry McLaurin, and that for me, I'd rather go with Brandon Ayuk in that situation thinking that by the end of the season, I mean, already finished last season that way. I think it's just going to continue to uh, progress in his career. I mean, this, this 2020 receiver class is just insane. I think that, I mean, obviously Debo had a down year last year, but I, I think that he actually outperformed 
uh, and I think you will outperform Debo again this year. And now I've also created significant um, because how often is Brandon Ayuk falling ten spots? If anything, I'm seeing him go at ADP or a little bit up. I wouldn't surprise to see him continue to creep. You know, uh, so it's like he's not. I don't see him falling ten spots, especially on these all these. Look at all these rosters that have only taken one to two wide receivers. I don't see him falling. Um, I think they pivoted because I took a guy like Ayuk here. I don't. I don't see him falling at all. Yeah, I was talking to Derek about that last night too. If there's a guy that I really want for my team, and he makes sense, and he won't be there when I take my next turn, there is sometimes a a proper decision to be made. Yeah, for sure. Let's see what you got going on here. I love that. There, there goes J.K. Dobbins in the fifth. It's like he he's not falling either uh, at this point. I, I think you could see Aaron Jones has definitely fallen a little bit. Um, I mean, but it's it's wild that you can get a a talent and a uh, a running back with the opportunity share of Aaron Jones in the fifth round. It's great pick by late stick, but it's it's wild that you can actually get that in the fifth round when we're way past that when you look at the wide receivers. So now it's like, all right, can I find me a uh, Damian Pierce? You know, can I find me a running back talent that can equal the same output as like an Aaron Jones or potentially one of these other guys? Alexander Madison, wow, I am not that high on Alexander Madison, but there are some total... Um, so yeah, perfect example. Look, there's, there's Damian Pierce. I'm going to get him. And then I think I'm going to double tap Steve, Miles Sanders, Rashad White. Miles Sanders plays for Carolina. Give me some, he's going to get a ton of volume, dude. I also have Pittman, which is an interesting Colts player. I'm going to do Pittman. And this is why I went Pittman. He's very good at, at, as an individual wide receiver. He's, he's virtually on the field 100% of the time. They actually, Steve, I don't know if you know this, but I learned this from Reception Perception once again. I learned so much from them about the way these wide receivers are used. So Michael Pittman was used more uh, moving him around the field um, to to – to, to discern what the defense, what type of coverage the defense was running. While Alec Pierce was actually their stationary outside guy that, um, that would go on more of these outbreaking routes. Whereas Michael Pittman was used a lot more all over and his success rate against man coverage, press coverage. It was good, man. He's, he's up there. Like I think he was even ahead of T Higgins. But like from an individual standpoint, in terms of getting separation and route running and, and his, uh, I guess, his depth of knowledge in, in running routes is um, very good, man. You know, he's, so he's, it's a matter of like. He's done pretty well considering what he's had to work with. So, I mean, if they can get some competent quarterback play, I'm, I'm curious. You know, I've been high on him. I know you've been high on him too, but I mean, I mean. 
Is Anthony Richardson the answer? I don't know, but um, if Minshew gets to play, I think you see a lot of more efficiency out of all the receivers. Yeah. So, so check this out. This is the kind of stuff that I don't think he would mind if I showed you guys just like just one of his things because I think he posts these on Twitter too from time to time. Um, and and I'm promoting his I'm promoting his website, right? So shout out to receptionperception.com. But this is the kind of uh, stuff that he puts together, and you can see the type of routes. The green this means that he's uh, he's succeeding on those routes. That's how how well he succeeded last year on these routes. So you can see the type of in breaking routes that he's been doing and just just dominating, playing really good. Um, See, this is success by route in 2022. And this is his route percentage. So this is on the right is showing you how often he ran these different kinds of routes. So he ran a lot of in-breaking routes, slants, curls, and digs. So he's a guy they move from outside to inside, kind of try and figure out what the defense is doing. And then he runs. He's just – but look at where he's succeeding. I mean, he's succeeding all over the field. And these are much easier passes to complete, the in-breaking ones, than the out-breaking ones. I just saw Javante go at 73, Andy. And he's a big dude. Uh, Not Javante. Javante Williams? That was Jameson Williams. That was Jameson Williams. Either way, that is a massive I, – I, I won't say reach, but it, it's definitely a sizable ADP reach. Yeah, uh, let's, let's see what he's kind of done. He's Justin Jefferson, Devonta Smith, then he pivoted when Josh Allen, uh, Joe Mixon, Bengals, his only running back. Now he's got Hawkinson, Cooks, and Williams. Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. Um, I'm interested to see the correlate. I mean, it's, it's kind of tough to draw some correlation there when Cincinnati plays the Chiefs. That's like the marquee, you know, highest employee, implied point total matchup for week 17. Um, I do like he's got Dallas and Detroit there. Minnesota Vikings play the Packers. They got Packers at Vikings. Um, the Bills. And you do have to kind of consider weather as a factor also in week 17, Steve. I mean, you're in Chicago. What is week 17 like in Chicago? <laughs> well, uh, it could be 30 or it could be 20 below. I mean, uh, that's that's pretty much the range. So let's see where Andy's going here. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to get a, a lot of exposure to Isaiah Pacheco here if he's out there. Now the question is, yeah, I don't have, yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and and do this. I mean, I'm going to continue to multiply my exposure. The thing is, yeah, let's just do it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't want to get auto-picked. I'm going to avoid the auto-pick here. And go with David Montgomery, but I was seriously considering pivoting. Drafting him at the percentage I was drafting him last year, but I think it's even more warranted this time around. 
Yes, five picks past ADP. I've got Amon Ra. Now I can go ahead and target Jared Goff, who goes in this single quarterback format, goes at pick 130, right? And, uh, and I got myself a nice little nice little solid. You only have to start two running backs. So it's actually like I'm in a really good sp- like good spot compared to the wide receiver talent that I've already accumulated. <laughs> yeah, you start two with the possibility of a third at the flex swift going uh 10 or more spots past adp interesting let me uh pull up the draft board and get caught up with the chat i have uh, i gotta gotta figure out what you guys are doing over here chat's been pretty quiet man they've been focused on the on the draft either that or sniping ebay sanders pierce not a bad double tap yeah, I did. I passed on Miles Sanders. I got, uh, I just felt like, yeah, I guess it worked out too with Isaiah Pacheco and Montgomery coming back. Sanders is going to get a ton of volume. So I went with the correlation, Steve, on week 17 with Michael Pittman thinking uh, maybe I'll snag Anthony Richardson and they got Devontae Adams on the other side. Anthony Richardson, uh, Michael Pittman combo this year. This th- could be could be very dangerous. I think. Nightstick grabs Tua. So what's Lightstick cooking up over here? Jordan Addison. Yeah, I I already tried to get some of his Chronicles draft picks too, Steve, and they were, they're they're not at the bottom. Let's put it that way. They're. Probably the same as Jameer Gibbs, maybe a little bit more even, believe it or not. But yeah, I like these wide receivers that he's picked. Tyreek Hill, Chris Olave, Christian Kirk, Brees Hall sprinkled in there, Aaron Jones, Traylon Burks, Jordan Addison, now Tua uh, with to go with Tyreek. I mean, that's nice. That's nice. Um. Filthy win, A.J. Brown. Let's see what he's been up to since the the epic Philly stack. Najee, which uh, the Steelers are – man, I, I swear I just wrote – can't quite remember. Seahawks, that's right. Seahawks. Steelers are playing Seahawks. Got ETN on Jacksonville. They're playing the, uh, the Panthers, the Panthers Week 17. Yep. Got it. Got to start quizzing myself, Steve. Yeah, I, Mike I'm Williams. Really confident that within a week or two you'll have them by the national. You'll have, you'll have them all memorized. Chargers are playing the Broncos. I know this. Washington is playing the 49ers. Jahan Dotson. That's a sneaky play right there in the sixth. He's he's good. Uh, Darren Waller and the Giants. The Giants, Steve. Oh, man, who are they playing? Forgot about the Giants. Uh, you got me, man. The Rams. The Rams. That's because it's it's a sneaky blow-up matchup that uh, nobody's really talking about. If Matthew Stafford is, is healthy and Cooper Cup is healthy, there is no stopping that duel from scoring touchdowns. Their defense is porous like Swiss cheese, man. So 
it's going to be easy for Daniel Jones and that Brian Dable offense to put up points. It that's a shootout game, dude. That's a that is a game worth targeting for sure. I think the thing that's worth noting when you're when you're focusing on end of the season matchups is what is that game going to mean to that team, right? Because if the, the, the risk is if that play if that team is locked in home field and everything if they're that good they're that far ahead there could be some negative implications but if they're a French playoff team like you mentioned the Giants uh, and Rams that could be a potential massive shootout you could have the starters on the field for the entire game you know people putting their bodies on the line for those extra yards um, yeah it's a I, I definitely agree with that statement. Do you think Darren Waller is going to lead the Giants in targets uh, this year? Do you think it's going to be a guy like uh, Paris Campbell or Saquon Barkley did had a pretty good amount of targets last year? Um, what do we think we're looking at here? Targets or efficiency? I, here's the thing about Waller. He, he might lead the team in receiving touchdowns, but I don't think he'll receive, lead the team in uh, reception. He's Paris just been, Campbell. He's just been invisible. Yeah. Paris Campbell was uh, good. He was good on deep and out uh, in breaking post routes. So deep, uh, those deep slants over the middle screens. Kadarius Tony was also very good on screens. Debo Samuel was the best on screens and deep. And and then you have he runs like these kind of. Those kind of uh, man beater. Oh, I'm on the clock. Hey, Dylan. Dak is available. Uh, yeah. We could take Dak. Uh, that'll buy us some time because we've got that um, Detroit Cowboys matchup. And then we could also take. Could also take it. Well, I don't have any. I don't know why I would do that. Whoops, that was an auto pick. <laughs> you gotta star him up, and baby. Star him up. I did star him up. Guess who I got? <laughs> Jared Goff. I went ahead oh, and double tapped quarterback. Oh, I, 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 I reached on Jared Goff 20 picks, but <laughs> how much do you want to bet he wasn't going to come back to me? No, no, I that's that's fine. And, and aren't they? Isn't that the week seventeen matchup? That is the week seventeen matchup. <laughs> it's the See? it's the Cowboys. I forgot I had him start up from a couple. Of, I saw it at the last second. I'm like, well, I guess I'm gonna get auto pick Jared Goff. That that's an auto pick, but it, at least I had a guy start up. Otherwise, I would have ended up with Jacoby Myers, and I really would have been crying on the stream. Not a bad pick. I mean, he's got you've got other lions. Montgomery Montgomery gets a lot of catches. Clearly, Amon Ra is the obvious number one there, so that's not. Yeah, got him. Bing, you can say boom. it's a reach. I don't. I don't think it's a reach. It may have been an unofficial auto pick, but I think we'll we'll give you the pass on that one. If you don't have a lot of Cowboys to come back with. Maybe I can get Michael Gallup. Um, maybe we could throw. I don't know. Uh, 
Man, wish uh wish old Jalen Tolbert would get some playing time. Yeah, Michael Gallup's really the only one I'm interested in, unfortunately. Uh, maybe I'll pick one of these backup running backs. Like, I just think they, uh, I, I think there's, you know, Zeke signs a, a a low end deal. He just has to suck up his ego and take a big pay cut. They kind of make amends. He comes back, but there's always a chance for one of these later guys to get playing time. Even Ronald Jones. but the targets are pretty consolidated there i really don't want to go past michael gallup michael gallup does have decent upside derek says i'm just trying to make you feel better what happened i gotta i gotta get caught up for the chat <laughs> Strikes again. Where's the uh, where's the sound? Where's the sound effect? Yep. <laughs> That's the one. Steve, I thought you were supposed to have that on auto uh, auto play. Whenever I thought you had the uh, the easy button for that one. Uh, am I gonna need to get a stream deck here too, so I can uh, enforce these auto picks? You have a lot of nerve. You have a lot of nerve. All right, let's see where we're at here. Let's see if I can't uh, just, oh, are you on the clock? I'm on the clock here. Good old goat scream for you. To see Where are we going here? Hmm. I am. Juju Smith Schuster. So you remember that? Um, remember that year where Juju Smith Schuster was so dominant in his in his rookie year. The uh, the reception perception profile is pretty interesting on Juju Smith Schuster. He's got uh, you know he's not I don't think he's the most uh, electric or exciting in the league anymore, but he plays uh, an interesting role in in an offense, especially that offense that pretty much lacks big playability. Let's see what the Chiefs did with him last year. He had a pretty good year. I think he had about buck sixty as far as points. Yeah, he did. He ran a lot of in-breaking routes, a lot of uh, short slants, in-breaking curls, in-breaking digs, like uh, intermediate dig routes. Um, th those were the bulk of his routes. He ran a couple of flats. He ran eight percent flats to the outside which he actually did really well on. He had an 83% success rate. Patrick Mahomes is really good at lasering it to the outside too. Um, and he had a really, he had a hundred percent success rate on screens, uh, in breaking slants and breaking curls and digs. Yeah. But he did not do good on any outbreaking or deep route. 
So it was all short and intermediate routes where he succeeded. So he also kind I of think that's where you'll faded see into obscurity as the midway point of the season came around. I wouldn't say obscurity, but his big game has kind of stopped happening. All right, let's see here. I'm back on the clock, brother. Uh, what pick are we at now here? Let me scroll this bar over. I'm going to see the number. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm right in Michael Gallup range. Let's go ahead and get our get a little bit of a Cowboy stack. Now we do have six wide receivers. I want to start backing the the uh, the truck up on running backs. Man, Roshan Johnson or Kendra Miller. Now with the I think I'm going to go Roshan here. That's close for me. But now with the, the news on Alvin Kamara, actually, where did um, where did Alvin Kamara go? Let's see. Probably. I'm going to look him up. Sixth or seventh round, probably. ADP of 99. Let's see where he went in this draft. He went. Actually, he went at pick one hundred. He oh, did. Yeah? He did not go up. Uh, Bushleaguers got a great pick on. See, Bushleaguers went Michael Thomas and Kamara after getting Hopkins, Tony Goddard. Started off running back heavy here. Austin Eckler, Patrick Mahomes got the elite quarterback, but Tony Pollard love that in the third. Wow, great, great pick, Kenneth Walker. Coming back in the fourth. Yeah, solid, man. You got incredible running back depth on your team. Now with adding Alvin Kamara in the ninth. Rondale Moore, Dalton Kincaid. I don't know about the, the Rondale Moore and Dalton Kincaid pick here at ADP. Uh, not not just not on not on board with those guys this year, but at that at that price point. But um hey. I love your running back core. Let's see here. Filthy with the Russ pick. Rashi Rice. Do we think Rashi Rice is going to contribute in any type of significant way for the Chiefs? I mean, uh, I feel like every year there is somebody that that we try and speculate is going to emerge as, as more of a consistent pass catcher yeah that's outside of travis kelsey <laughs> yeah there's uh you know there's a lot of vacated targets it's just a matter of uh who's gonna take but i think it's unfortunately like a three-man free-for-all for the available targets so um Reception Perception does have a profile on Rashi Rice as well. He, uh, yeah, going to SMU, he does, he does see that there is talent there. Um, he thinks he's a fine day three sleeper from the draft. It's just that the moments come in flashes when watching him play. It's not super consistent. He lined up outside 83%. 
and was on the line of scrimmage 70%. He thinks that's probably his optimal position in the NFL if a team can get the best out of him as a vertical option. 27% of his routes at SMU were vertical routes, like deep vertical routes. So if anything, I guess maybe he would have to earn more uh, of a role over uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling on the outside, run, running those. I'll tell you, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is bad. If we look at his success rate, That guy is not exactly a model of consistency, unfortunately. But he will have all of those guys at some point are going to have massive games throughout the year. But they're not going to be consistent on a week-to-week basis. So that's a good argument for you know having them in this format, but uh, maybe not in like a redraft league. I don't even think he did a. Uh... I don't think he did a reception perception for him. We even did one for scaling. Whoops. No, no, I think it's like he's too low, too low down in the rankings to even waste your time on. It's kind of what I got, what I got out of it. So he's going off the board here. Bush grabs Cole Komet. Nice, nice. Uh-huh. Don't worry, guys. The the uh, no god no sound effect may may be coming. I don't know. Let's take a look at it. It's almost about time for me to do a little uh, digging on eBay to see what <laughs> some stuff. There goes MVS. Derek took him just. Just for the sake of it. I see he's got Jared McKinnon, too. K.J. Osborne. I see a little Arizona-Pittsburgh stack going there. Um, Okay. All right. Back on the clock, Steve. Uh, we don't need to go all the way to 214 right now. Car is out there. I guess I'm not. Oh, wait. I don't need car per se. You might want to start. Uh, up. You got a couple seconds. Yeah, that was a that was a rapid fire pick. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm going to start getting some, some tight ends here. And I should have gone both tight ends. I kind of want to get. I'm not opposed. I'm. Uh, screw it. Yeah, I get. I get Jasicki. It's kind of torn there between getting Laporta and getting uh, Jasicki. Let's see where Jewish McCaffrey goes. Mr. Mims, I know that's a guy that you're really into this year, Andy. 
Yes, sir. Filthy, filthy representing my favorite late round running back. Oh, man. I hope you didn't get busted, Bush Leaguers. Good luck. Storm up in between hands. Derek getting one of my homeboys, Alec Pierce. Very nice. Yeah, he he uh well okay, so oh, it's a pretty balanced roster from Derek this time. Waddle in the second. You know what I'm gonna do? Let's see. When this draft is about to end, we'll see if uh we'll see if Carter's still streaming. Is he, is he drafting anything? He, he, he's trying to get the reps in for mediocre fantasy. He's trying to get better. He's really trying to get better at fantasy football this year. And uh, I think he said if his live stream ended early, he would uh, he would draft with us. All right. Oh. I almost exited out of no we're still in the stream okay oh a like a sing go okay all right bush leaguers he just took it down look at him bush leaguers just took down a nice little sit and go Whew. 350 an hour that's insane he said derek does classes on tuesday evening 350 an hour he helps you memorize week 16 and week 15. <laughs> and he knows the uh, draft capital spent on every player ever. Are we going to have uh, Andy? Are you going to make some week 17 flashcards? Phil, he wants to know can he pay the 350 and Tony rookie cards? Depending on who you're talking to, that's not very many. Uh, that's only a couple. You know, I'm like, if Jonathan Taylor cards was ha holding a class, you could just probably give him a couple. He'll be he'll, he'll be totally satisfied uh, with that as payment, and uh, be good to go. Derek says he doesn't get off the couch for less than five hundred an hour. <laughs> All right, so what's the plan here, Steve? You go Taekwon Thornton after I went Jasicki. You got the little gadget guy from New Orleans, Taysom Hill. He's not little. He's actually a massive human being. He's like a, a bull out there, bull in a china shop. Um, yeah, he's, he's a guy that I probably had like three years in a row. <laughs> it's just like a weird dark horse hybrid tight end guy. Uh, they say he's going to catch more passes this year. Does that mean he'll run less? Or does that mean that he'll run the same amount and catch more passes? That's where, that's the interesting thing. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, his passes are going to be like screen plays and little, you know, little uh, flats routes and stuff, you know. A little out route or something, <laughs> little in routes, but it's going to be a little drag route. <laughs> 
So if you've if if, if I've completed the uh, Cowboys Lions stack, I've got the um, Indianapolis like a tiny uh, Indianapolis Raiders going with uh, Pittman and Adams, and then I do have a decent Commanders San Francisco going with McLaurin and Ayuk. Uh, I don't necessarily need those quarterbacks at this point. I feel like I'm just picking one off. Like, I've got a few matchups here. I've even got, like, Isaiah Pacheco, one-off. Uh, got Roshan Johnson, one-off. And the, and the Bears matchup there against the Falcons. New England, one-off. Green Bay, one-off. New England does have a spicy matchup, if I remember correctly. All right. Oh, I got it. Oh, no, 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 no. That's one second. Whoa, I just reached big time on that guy. Holy what crap. Get? Malik Davis. Oh, at like. That's what, here's a little whoops. lesson uh, about starring up, guys. So Andy just showed us why that can be dangerous. But uh, I'll, I'll give you an example of a time that it was very helpful. Um, I had I was doing a draft with Derek last night, and I had a pretty extensive uh, list queued up. And the guy in front of me's time got down to one second and then it just froze. And I'm like, why did the draft freeze? Well, I looked down and my internet went out. We were having like tornado warnings all, all evening over here. So, um, yeah, so it can be good because by the time I got to my phone, it had taken my next pick, which was fine because it was a guy I had queued up. So there are advantages. There's also disadvantages. <laughs> Make sure you have a detailed watch list. If you have a guy that's like a last round pick and you step away and forget, that can be bad. No such thing as reaching this late in the draft. True. True, true. I think anything like round 14 or after is pretty much the Wild West. These are juicy. These are the only guys... You know, of course, right? You got to mind. You got to think about the positional scarcity here and how those guys drive. But um, these are the guys late, the skill position guys late that are going cheap on eBay. This, these are the guys I can get ten dollar rookie ticket autos for. Uh, you know, I, I can't get. I just can't. I can't find those players even in the top five to. 10 rounds in some cases at those price points right now. Um, there's a few guys in this range that have gotten a little bit more steam lately, like Paris Campbell, but they're still very cheap. Like he's all the way to 164. He wasn't even being virtually drafted. He was a last final round guy. Um, so he's definitely gone up in value. Like I would be picking him over DJ Chark. I think at this point, DJ Chark had some of the worst success rates last year. I think his lower body injuries have finally caught up to him. And it's not good, man. It's not good. I don't think he's going to have much of a year. I think he can win a 50-50 contested catch, but I don't think he can – go out and separate and earn targets and Bryce Young with being such a good processor that he is, I think he's going to see 
DJ Chark covered a lot, and he's probably not going to go his way. It probably is going to be a lot more Adam Thielen, uh, Terrace Marshall, which I'm I'm interested now to look up Adam Thielen. He's projected to be the uh, target leader, at least preliminarily. Bush, man, that one hurt, buddy. Mac Jones? Okay, yeah, you wanted to stack him up with Icon? <laughs> yeah, I had uh, a couple, well, the top two receivers anyway. Let's see. So a couple add up. I don't know what the optimal build is for these, Steve. Uh, a lot of people talking about, you know, 258, 2582. Two. Wait, I got uh, how many picks do I have? Yeah, two left. So I can add another wide receiver, get eight. Um, I think multiple tight ends also makes a lot of sense when you get this late. I'm not opposed to adding a couple more tight ends. Uh, and potentially another running back here. I don't think it makes sense to go past two quarterbacks when you have two clear-cut starters, and then you also need more depth at tight end and running back. What do you think, Steve? Let's see here. I think you're probably good at RB. Five or six is a pretty good number for rb you're pretty thick at receiver though so you could you can go a little heavier at running back uh this late in the draft or even take an extra qb or an extra tight end i think you went four straight receivers yeah buddy i did man it was fun too just went all wild that was that was a blast man i actually went four Actually went five receivers in the first six rounds. Oh, felt good too, man. Not gonna lie. But yeah, so check this out. You know, we were talking about Romeo Dobbs versus Christian Watson last week and how he's getting some buzz. I don't think Romeo Dobbs, a guy even at value that I want to touch. I already told you guys I was leery about him just because I think it comes back to Jordan Love and whether or not you think he's gonna exceed expectations or not. But Romeo Dobbs. Um, on he had the second worst success rate against man coverage last year. He also had a below average success rate against zone coverage, and he was right there with DJ Chark as worst amongst wide receivers that he tracks in success rate versus man coverage. And DJ Chark also had a really bad success rate against zone coverage as well. So he's just airing it out, basically. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think he's got the explosiveness anymore, um, the ability to cut and turn. I got him. Did I get him? I Last got Hayden Hurst. Andy, what do you got coming? Um, I think it's either a running back or a tight end. And 
Yeah. I'm not opposed to doing a Jeff Wilson. I'll take a Jeff Wilson there. Oh, man. I didn't even notice Ty Chandler's out there. Oh, man. Dude, total. Sometimes these last rounds are are pretty exciting because there's there's a lot of fun late flyer guys you can take but you can't take them all so you'll have to uh take some this draft yeah and a couple different guys a different draft i should have scrolled down just a little bit i would have loved me some ty chandler it's either gonna be ty chandler or Dwayne mcbride man one of these cats is gonna step up and you know what they're gonna do run <laughs> they're gonna run smash well i just like that they're gonna smash through the glass ceiling and people are gonna go <laughs> at their breakout i think uh i don't know i i know you're heavy on chandler i know some of the other discord guys are too i think mcbride is the guy so I guess we'll see. I think one of them ends up in a timeshare with Madison. I think it's just as assumed that he becomes the automatic workhorse, but I don't think that's the case. Picking random guys would be great for weekly winners. Like uh, or or just uh, seasonal long redraft teams where you're just picking best individual player is still is optimal to stack, but you could pick some more random guys and just go based on uh, who you think the best player available is. But yeah, I'm I'm with Derek 100% in this one. In a large tournament format, we're trying to correlate. Um, you just go back and look at the previous winning rosters. They all correlated. Uh, they all stacked. They all use stacking. They all use correla uh, game correlation. Uh, the DraftKings winning a million mega rosters, they, they do this on a weekly basis. Uh, and so you don't always need a bring back. Uh, there are some situations that some, some weeks that have happened where, like, you didn't need a bring back to still put up over 200 fantasy points. But in a lot of situations when one quarterback and wide receiver is going off or one running back is going off on a team, on the other team, that quarterback, wide receiver, or running back is going off as well um, to try and keep up pace, keep pace. And that's why you look at, like, regardless of defense, Steve, you're just looking at offenses that can potentially keep pace with, with the opposing offense any given Sunday, you know? Yeah, the uh, you want to you don't want to have like you know an entire squad's roster per se, but you want to have a like you said either game correlation or some multiple team correlations between both your quarterbacks if you have more than one, you know, or a QB that throws to your running back or something along the lines of that. Not everything is going to be a perfect matchup, a perfect meshing, but. Uh, you know, that's going to be potentially what carries you to the promised land. It's those random late dart throws that could be like the you know, over the hill 
<laughs> winners in the final week. You know, if you took, uh, you know, I just took Ricky, Richie James. Uh, if he ends up getting, you know, the becoming the favorite wide receiver on KC, then that's a, a huge pickup. You know, I don't think a lot of people have that guy. So, actually, uh, Richie, Richie, I'm I'm interested. I'm surprised you bring Richie James up. Why did you select Richie James in the last round? Because he's on Kansas City. Plays against uh, Bengals, which I have uh, a lot of Bengals. I have most of the good Bengals. So that's a potential shootout. I think every game we've seen between those two teams has been a shootout. So you want – I don't have Mahomes and I don't have uh, Kelsey, but I can get a piece of that offense that could go off in Week 17. Yeah, uh, Richie James is a very interesting name because of some of his – some of his advanced metrics last year were actually pretty solid. And he actually, um, so he scored 107 fantasy points with like a mediocre role, role with the Giants last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seventh round draft pick, almost 28 years old, 5'9, 185. So it's like, man, he's not going to create any FOMO in the card market with. His age, I mean, 2018 product, it's not terrible. Actually, it's not bad. I mean, it's kind of old for his age. But um, I was looking at he played in the slot a ton. So he's going to be primarily, I guess, potentially competing with uh, guys like Sky Moore for targets. Um, Let me look at some of this. From it, from it, uh, target actually is getting a high level of accurate targets. Contested catch rate, number eight. Only a small sample on five target contested targets. He won at a sixty percent rate, which was number eight. I, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that jumped out. He got some pretty. Oh, here you go. Yeah, route route win rate, uh, number eleven, forty eight point three percent. And he had a pretty solid win rate versus man coverage as well. So he's actually quite efficient. Um, so he could definitely earn a decent amount of targets in a Kansas City offense. He may be the guy you you want and gets higher volume and higher production than Marquez Valdez-Scantling, potentially even Rashi Rice, you know. And you got him in the 20th round. Yeah. I mean uh... – you want you want guys that uh, you know you can get late that can have a few spike weeks and you know if he doesn't even you know do anything crazy until I get to the playoffs or if I make it to the playoffs then then that's okay because he's not the core of the team I drafted but who knows he might have some next weeks. next puppy Steve I'm gonna All try right. and snipe some cards during this puppy too <laughs> you're out there you're not signed up. For underdog fancy let's go let's get it get it with that promo code quest that you see up there in the corner just quest 100 is deposit bonus up to 100 and we're gonna hop in in five four three two one enter yes oh man i love oh, these no. puppies gotta mix up that exposure a little bit it's a brand new league steve oh no Look, it's filling up these things fill i don't up think quick. i got the same one or maybe I did. That's what I love about this man. Maybe I you did. You know, back when I we didn't get in the same one. I'm not sure. For at first it looked like I was the only one in it, but our numbers did match up on the screen. 
Oh man, check this out. You're in it. You're in it, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, all right. We got all I got kinds of people I recognize. <laughs> we got Messiah in this one. Uh, we got Steeler Seven, our man Brian. Remember Brian uh, from Thundering Sports Cards on last week? Uh, yourself, Bush Leaguers. I'm at the 1.8. Late stick at the two. Alexander 75. Alexander, if you're out there in the chat, let us know. That name sounds familiar. Derek at the 10. So I'm picking in between Steeler, uh, Brian, Bush Leaguers, Messiah, and Derek. And that's after. Oh my golly, this is this is going to be nice. And then you got Filthy Collector at the turn, double tapping. Oh my god, I am screwed right now. Let's see, we got Light Stick at the one, two. We got me at the five, Steeler at the six. Oh man, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All people here, ten, Derek. We got a loaded draft here, and a few of you guys are going to be I just sniping each other all night. They did change the kickoff rule. Yeah. Messiah also pointed out that Richie James is getting work in special teams. Oh, are you talking about on the way back? I know. I'm going to, on the way back, I'm going to have. Not only is it Derek, but I'm going to have Filthy, Derek, and Messiah drafting in front of me on the way back. No, God, please, no, 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 no. That's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it, man. Spot <laughs> for maximum auto picks. Oh, I'm on the clock. Would have been the safest auto pick of your life. You gotta mix it up, right? You gotta get our man the digs, the digmeister. And I've been dropping those reception perception uh knowledge bombs when you look at and this this is no secret. They were they were just talking about uh Stefan Diggs yesterday. Success rate, the best in the league, Stefan Diggs. Right up there. Um, even, I mean, it's very close. If you look at success rate versus man, it's Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Devontae Adams. But um, it's like they're right at like Devontae Adams at 78% on 137 man uh, uh, routes. And Stefan Diggs is 79.4% on 136 man attempts. So it's, pre it's pretty interesting to look at that. And then also understand uh, how often they were double coverage. Stefan Diggs was double covered in absurd 17.6% last year. And he had a 76% success rate versus double coverage, 83% success rate against press man coverage and almost a 90% success rate. Uh, once again, highest in the league by over 2% against zone coverage. I mean, that's how freaking good Stefan Diggs is. So um, I get it why he's a little disgruntled, but I think he still could go out with a chip on his shoulder and just melt faces once again this year. He's really not that old. Yeah, and if you remember how last season started, man, it, he came out swinging looking like he was going to be the, the best in the league, and obviously he slowed down. Nobody could keep up that pace, but – 
you know, in these kind of tournaments, it's all, all about cumulative points. Uh, I'm going to do a little reach a here on Tony Pollard in the second. Kind of been my my uh, theme of the night. I got Diggs right on cue, but I mean, Tony Pollard, I only reached four picks, 4.2 picks. Such a weird spot. So I I forget, dude. I I don't know why I keep forgetting who the Bills play. It must be uneventful. Oh, it's the Patriots. That's why I keep forgetting. It's going to be in Buffalo, and probably some kind of blizzard, <laughs> snow game, snowballs getting thrown at their heads and stuff. Patriots you know, got could, double covered. Go ahead, Steve. Patriots could be a, a slept on offense this year, Oops, perhaps. The wrong draft board. And uh, you know, if if uh, Buffalo were to clinch, you know they may not play all their starters, whereas the Patriots might. That's that's one of the weird, weird things that can happen when you're talking about that late in the year. Yeah, that's true, man. Uh, I don't uh, – yeah, I could see that. So, you basically, you were saying Buffalo could be benching a lot of their starters? Maybe, yeah. I mean, if, if there's a team that is clinched and they have home field, uh, they may play half a game only. They may play – I don't know if they won't play any of the game, but they might play half a game. The weather's bad, especially. So if I – so then make by making picks like this – I should just kind of like double stack then. I definitely want to make sure I kind of, uh, I think, prioritize then both a, an elite wide receiver early and an elite quarterback because, it, like, for example, if Josh Allen falls to me here, I'm going to take him, no, you know, hands down in the third yes. round. Like, I, I kind of got to take him. And, of course, he went. Just naked, like Jim Kelly Buffalo. The guy's name is Jim Kelly Buffalo. No way he was going to pass on Josh <laughs> Allen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I don't think I have him. At that. You know what? No, I don't know. I'm going to go back with my guy. Going with my guy. Oh, man, I am salivating right now looking at James 88's uh, J.K. Dobbins collection in the Discord server. He just posted uh, in the general chat. He got all his Dobbins intriguing, cards. Intriguing guys going into this year. Uh, he's going to be coming up on the clock, too. Uh, let's see. Cowboys, Lions, Buffalo, Patriots. Uh, let's see what we got here. We're just going to have to get keep going. I do love that Miami. I don't really want to reach on tight end, though. I guess not necessarily like a reach. Man. I'm going to go Brees Hall, week 17. Who do the 
the Jets get the Browns. Okay. Yeah, that I mean that could be a really bad weather one too. Man, the Browns always get some crazy like there there was uh some analysts talking about how how the where the Browns are geographically located and how the weather kind of swirls there. It's pretty crazy, man. The Browns get a lot of really crazy weather. They're kind of always good for a couple extreme weather games as well. Like a lot of wind. Yeah, and if you you know think about it that way, I mean any Anytime you got a lot of snow, there may be a limitation on uh, how much passing is done. Nick Chubb, baby. Yeah, he's actually Nick been Chubb, one of the. Jerome Ford. He's been one of the fastest uh, rising players in these best ball drafts. Andy, we do have a super chat. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, sweet. No, I didn't, man. Uh, is, I don't even remember what stream. What uh, here? Here we go. Bam! I appreciate you, uh, Corey RC nineteen eighty seven. Hey, fellas, been watching for a while now. Love all the content, hobby, hot hobby picks. Got a question? What's that platform that you guys use with the sports card pricing charts? Can I get on it? You're in the right spot, sir. Yes, you can get on it. Uh, you can access that with any of our tiers through patreon.com slash football cards. It's as cheap as $6 a month. Uh, you can even get a discount on that if you want to pay annually. Uh, you get like a 10% discount on that. So it's it gets down to, I think, like $5 a month. So yeah, go go check that out. Plus, plus then you get access to our private chat and our Discord. Um, doing some extra live streams there on a weekly basis. And uh, we've got a lot of that that could get you access to my weekly auction sniper article. Um, it'll get you access in, entered one entry into the monthly giveaway. Um, and then you'll have access to, you know, direct message, direct line with me and all the other guys in the chat. And uh, Steve, I feel like I'm, I'm leaving. Oh, yeah, you get access. To, you can then participate in our uh, group submission. Don't forget the uh, don't forget hobby box the, breaks uh, at cost. That's the one I was gonna say. That's a, that's a big one, man. That, that's a big one. I'm trying to add just way more value than you could ever possibly get for that. Yeah, the monthly. I don't know if you mentioned it. The monthly yes. uh, monthly wheel spin. Yeah, yeah. I just did six wheel spins um, the other day. Oh man. Um, so yeah, you do get access to that platform with any tier. There once you sign up, there's um instructions and links on how you get into the web app and check it out. I think Eli Martin's talking about the same app. Yeah, just so we're clear, just yeah. So our base tier is six dollars per month, but you can get an annual discount if you sign up for the uh, one year up front. Oh, and look who just joined us! Look with the cat drug in. What up? What up? What Carter. up? What up? <laughs> I see. I see Messiah. I see some 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 diehards. I see Derek. What's good? Oh man, it's it's going really good. I've I've 
I am going on some pretty obscure builds here, man. I, uh, I reached like 17 picks and picked Brandon Ayuk over Debo Samuel in the last draft. I like it. Brandon Ayuk over, over, oh, over Debo. Okay. Over Debo. Yeah. I had, I went Amon Ross St. I was at the 1.12. I went Amon Ross St. Brown, Devontae Adams. And then when the end of the third came back to me, I went Brandon Ayuk over Debo Samuel. Oh, I love it. I love it. I can't hang out for too long, <laughs> but it's good to see Kyle Desi. I can't wait to meet both of you guys here in a few weeks. It's going to be crazy. Heck yeah, man. It's, uh, I can't believe it's already the middle of July here. Uh, what is that, two weeks away? It's wild. It's wild. I don't, even remember, I don't even remember the last time I've been on a plane. I think it was... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was December of, of, of last year. No, no, no. It was the Cincinnati a few months ago. Corey, good to see you, man. Yes, Corey, you've got to uh, join the Patreon, man. What are you doing, Corey? You get the web app access? Uh, you you got to join in, man. Got to get to it, bro. All right. What what do we – let's see. We got Steph. Oh, dude. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. No, I was gonna say, check this out. I think you were looking at the people in the draft. We literally this this draft room is almost entirely full of people on a quest. Yeah, what about six or seven out of the ten? Yeah, six or seven out of the twelve. I think because you got Late Stick here, you got Steve here, Scaladesi, then you got Brian from Thundering Sports Cards, then you got Bush Leaguers, myself, Messiah, Derek. And you got filthy at the turn. Like I'm sandwiched between all these guys. It's been, they've been making my life a living hell so far. I love it. <laughs> so is this a private league or the 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 puppy? This is a puppy. Oh heck yeah, let's go. Let's ship yeah, it there. We just okay. timed it well. We we were able to get just about everybody in here. Andy, don't don't auto pick. Come on, hurry up and get back to the main window. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, are you gonna help me make my pick here? Well, you yeah. remember the week 17 matchups? Yeah, I, I got them all memorized, buddy. All right, all right. So Maybe. I guess we could be – we could – oh, man, Brandon Ayuk's gone. I was going to say we could have well, got I, still I got two. Okay, here we go. We got two wide receivers and two running backs. Hmm. I took Michael Pittman last draft. I could go George Kittle – I did say I wasn't going to go Kittle passes ADP, but I could go Kittle here. Can't, can't. Uh... Oh, yeah, with the McLaurin. Yeah, go ahead and smash it. Yeah. I was thinking with the McLaurin, because then I could always get a Brock Purdy, super easy to get late. Uh, Sam Howell is easy to get. Jacoby Brissett's free. I missed Josh Allen. Of course, he didn't fall to me. Always could get Aaron Rodgers. Dak seems to fall too. Like Aaron Rodgers goes kind of. Kind of late-ish. How are we thinking? How are we thinking Aaron does this year? Because he is a easy get late in these drafts. I mean, he if he performs in the top ten, he is a amazing value. Let's see. The problem with me, Steve, is that he plays slow. Like Aaron is very methodical. He likes to control the line of scrimmage and do this and that to to read the defense. And he's paired back up with his old offensive coordinator. And they, if you go back and look at each year with him and Nathaniel Hackett, they played at one of the slowest paces in the league. Sure, they may have won a lot of games. So I think 
Aaron's fantasy performance is going to be about status quo. So I'm not reaching on him because he just plays too slow, I think, unless he's forced into some kind of fast gameplay shootout scenario. But their defense is so good in New York, I don't see him getting into a whole lot of those scenarios. So I think fantasy, he's just going to be status quo, but he may do great in win-loss record and maybe an MVP candidate, you know? All right, let's go back to the main board. We're getting ready to pick. I see why you get auto-picked all all the time, man. I I see (laughs) When it says two, three picks away, Andy, you got to be ready, man. You gotta be. I got to deliver that content, man. You get me going. <laughs> so, so Michael Pittman feels like a smash here. I, I know I don't because they're playing the Raiders. There's not that correlation there. Traylon Burks playing Tennessee. They're playing Houston. I could come back with Damian Pierce next time. No, get Burks. Go for it if you got Pittman in the last draft. Yeah. Let's get our I guy. did. I got Pittman in the last draft, so – He'll go now, and then we can maybe get Pierce. I doubt he'll come back, but maybe. Nah, I mean, uh, how many more picks away are you? I'm I'm at the one dot eight, and oh, yeah, dude, nah, I, yeah, yeah you guys just evaporated my watch list the last five. You guys. So, any I want I want to sh- I want to show you some. I want all your viewers to to see this right here. Oh, okay. hold up. It, this is actually the dog that they use for the underdog logo. My dog, Z Baby. Woo! Yeah, that's it. They, they, I didn't know. I, I don't think. I don't think everybody knew that. Dog. That's the underdog dog right there. And an underdog paid me fifty thousand dollars <laughs> to use they, the they, to use the likeness of my dog. <laughs> $50,000. Okay. But then I said, no, I like your company. Just give me one Kenneth Gainwell RPA. And then that's, that's <laughs> I was, uh, and they're like, are you sure about this? I was like, yes, <laughs> this guy's the next Ladanian Tomlinson. Give it. Smooth huh? 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 freaking move, man. That's, that's right. Hey, you know what? The dog, the dog is handsome. He's happy. He's licking the microphone. It's, it's all good. Okay, could y'all hear it like loud? No, I just, oh, I just. Saw <laughs> okay, it. all right. I, I didn't know. <laughs> Corey, I didn't. Corey said, "Is that a cat? <laughs> is that a cat?" <laughs> oh my god, that's too uh, funny. Uh, that's Z baby. Z baby. All right, look. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We we might actually get our guy dropping. Let's uh, freaking go. All right. All right. I'm I'm liking Corey's energy, man. It's good to have him part of the Patreon. And Corey, we'd love to see you at the national. I'm still trying to talk Derek. Yeah, man. Okay, we got sniped a little here with Pierce. That's okay. We, I mean, it was highly unlikely. Yeah, I'm it was highly unlikely. Sanders, Sanders kind of hung around for a while. Swift. Okay, we're we're back up, back up, Carter. I got I got Pollard. Um, Rashad. I I've virtually taken no Rashad White, but he's right there with Pacheco. It's hard for me to take White over Pacheco. I feel like Pacheco's really? always. Yeah, we we. Think I should get what? some more Rashad White. Give him a second chance. You should go Monty. 
to go with that Tony Pollard, right? Oh no, I think I got auto. You got auto pick, bro. <laughs> Again, <laughs> Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. <laughs> Please sign somewhere, dude. Put your ego aside. Take take your uh, four million and go play football somewhere. Oh, Do you think God. that a lot of these veteran guys are just waiting out training camp so they don't have to practice in the heat? Oh God, Dalvin. Oh, he's he's been he's gonna keep sliding. I hate. I should have just. I. Uh, oh my God. I do. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I think Montgomery is going to be so good this year in fantasy. I, that Rams offense. I say Rams. That Lions offense is gonna smash, and Monty, with Ben Johnson's schemes, is just going to murder it, murder it this year. I dig it. Do you think he's gonna? It's gonna be more touchdown dependent, or do you think he's gonna put up a ton of rushing yards? Touchdowns. And then, how do you think Jameer Gibbs is gonna fit into that? They they can both be fed. They are the perfect complement. Like what yeah. what Montgomery does is totally different than what uh, Gibbs does. So once again, I'm a mediocre fantasy player. So I don't. But but it's a valid observation, Carter. I know you know football, Andy. I know you know football. But I think maybe for those that maybe haven't been watching football as long or playing fantasy as long, Jonathan Stewart, right? The Panthers. Love I mean, it. how many epic seasons with, with two viable running backs? It can be done. I love it. I love some Jay Steele. Uh, God, what do, you, what do you do here, Andy? I mean – yeah, you know, I was kind of looking at the upside of Evan Ingram. I mean, he won people a lot of money last year in Week 17. But I got yeah. Kittle already. I got Antonio Gibson, AJ Dillon. I could Just, actually AJ Dillon has a bring back for me, doesn't he? No, no, because he's Minnesota. Uh. Uh-uh. Just, just smash it. Just go ahead. I would have just taken Cooks. What? Well, oh, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I would have just taken Brandon Cooks. I'm taking. Are you against yeah, some ADP value? Yeah, no, no, you're right. ADP value. Um, also, wide receiver, and I'm now getting kind of in that deep wide receiver territory. Yeah, I you know who's been. growing on me a lot right now, Carter? It's hey. Elijah Moore. I like Elijah. Elijah Moore on the Browns. Look, Steve just sniped him at pick 92. I've been. Uh... You know, Andy, before the before the preseason kind of officially started, actually, I can't say before it started, but during the early preseason after he got traded, I actually went and picked up a bunch of rookie ticket autos that are on the mega sheet. Man, they might still be on the mega sheet. So, so get so get this. You know, uh, Carter, I don't know if you caught any of the earlier thing, but I've been kind of like talking about what uh, Matt Harmon does over at Reception Perception. I've been like totally down that rabbit hole. I signed up for his subscription and I've been looking at all where all the receivers rank up and Elijah Moore freaking crushed it last year and 132 man attempts, 72.7 success rate against man coverage last year and 66% success rate against double coverage. He didn't get double covered much, but he was really good against press and man coverage. Uh, and that's like in he's like in the top ten of all the wide receivers that he charged. Top ten of of in, in wide receiver position. I like it. He also 
most famously is known for doing the dog pissing motion. The dog pissing. I know. I still remember that. <laughs> okay. Only true college football fans know about that. I know this is mostly an NFL channel, but that's part of the reason why college football is college football. Uh, I know we're getting ready to pick, but the story was DK Metcalf the year before versus Mississippi State scored a touchdown and did a celebration of a dog pissing motion. And the next year, Elijah Moore did it, but he did it in like a big part of the game. And Ole Miss had a 15-yard penalty to kick the extra point to tie the game as time expired. They missed it because Elijah Moore uh, scooted the extra point 15 yards back. It is it, – <laughs> It is the greatest. It is the hardest I've ever laughed. That, that's like the uh, the famous Michigan basketball timeout. Was oh, Chris Weber? Yeah. Oh God, that's so great. And I I love Jacoby Myers. I know you don't have any Colts, uh, but you only got three wide receivers. You could take Juju uh, with the the Buffalo stack there. I don't really like Juju next year, but I mean, you could. It would make sense if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I do get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I think we're in a total dead zone right now. We're like, we've fallen off of a wide receiver cliff here. Well, then who, who's your QB? You don't have a QB yet? I don't have a QB yet either. They're going to probably leave me with scraps here coming back. Nah. Yeah, there's actually plenty of quarterbacks in this single quarterback format of and there's a lot of QBs out there. Wait. Yeah, oh, okay. QB. That makes sense. So you've been getting a lot of reps in Carter on the uh on the pups? Yeah, I got I got another one in and I love drafting on my phone on underdog. I just do. I love laying on the couch and just drafting on my phone. Like, obviously, now that I've started this fantasy channel, like, I, I'll do the drafts, like, obviously on, on on the computer. But I love Underdog's UI. And I really do mean this. I understand we're both affiliated with Underdog, Andy. But, like, I signed up because I actually liked Underdog. Like, I really do like their their services. I'll say this, yeah. too, for, for people that have just started drafting on Underdog, or if it's, like, your first time you haven't drafted yet, and you're used to drafting on like ESPN or Yahoo, like it, it's seemingly a little awkward at first, but I got used to it. Uh, and I do agree with Carter. It's actually now that I'm acclimated to it, it's it's fun, it's easy. It's there's so many different contests to get in, and they they always have them cycling in and out. So it's a good place to be, man. You know. I haven't taken any Jacoby Myers yet. I don't know why I've soured on him so much. Maybe it's because of Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, and I'm not expecting a whole lot out of the passing offense in Vegas, but I know he's he's decent. Cousins. He actually came. He's a he's a late round. He's a deep cut guy. But um let me look at his success rate. Has different kinds of things. 
I've, I've been promoting, hopefully driving some new subscribers to uh, Reception Perception tonight. Um, but look at that. I mean, that's a lot of success rate, man. Short and intermediate routes. A lot of screens, flats, slants. Like, that's in-breaking and out-breaking. Short routes. He's not going to win deep in any, really, any anywhere. Um and he's That's on a, a new nice team this year. <laughs> so I get why you like him, Carter. That's a high success rate, man. Short and intermediate. Oh, you got Jacoby too? There you go, baby. Let's go. I did get Jacoby. Good. Man. Uh, but uh, it's, a, it's a reach uh, ADP. But I guess in my rankings, yeah, he's... Uh, right there 113 do you think that jacoby myers is better than hunter renfro uh yes because they paid him uh a nice contract point and money talks yeah i think jacoby is actually a good piece with uh with uh, the patriots yeah he was he just did a couple knuckle like that uh that one lateral play oh yeah i i can't that part, they tried to pull off the, the miracle play play. At the very end of the season yeah and he, he he laddled it to the other team or no they what did he do he laddled it forward or he laddled it to the other team and it was just like oh whoops you know <laughs> game over yeah, he was so hard on himself yeah, after that, that too. Pretty bad. Let's see who's still out here. Oops. Let's see. There goes Harris. Yeah, this 10th round Nico Collins is good, man. I'm and especially now after digging into reception perception, I'm loving Nico Collins even more, Steve. His uh his win rate against man coverage last year was really good. Nico Collins was good. Oh yeah, well we, we should have taken Nico over Jacoby with uh Traylon. Yeah, he, yeah, because he's a one. Nico's a one. You got Devontae Adams just gonna smothered Jacoby there that's that's my I guess bad. It's a different role but no nah, I mean I'm I'm hoping that maybe well Anthony Richardson's gone so I guess there goes that we can maybe throw in like a obscure who's the guy behind Jonathan Taylor I think he's got decent talent though oh, if the, I remember correctly yeah, he had a couple big games and he hurt his knee last year I think yeah, um, yeah. No, I think there's a new guy though. Oh, Evan Hall out of Northwestern. Yes, Evan Hall out of Northwestern. He's he's got some athleticism, man. I th I think he could be a receiving back too. Yes, he's very he's very fast, right? So they picked they picked up Zach Moss from Buffalo. He's on the squad behind JT then Dion Jackson's the guy you were talking about Steve all purpose you who filled in okay then Evan Hole he's kind of like a Naheem Hines replacement right the 510 209 but he's really fast he's got good hands 
I like it. So we were talking for about him late. Wait, is Kyle Desi drafting right now too? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, you're up. Andy, do do not auto pick again, please. No, no auto picks here. Um he could just get Schultz uh, to, to go with uh, Burks, but I don't know. He's I'm not doing – no, I'm not getting tight ends this early. Um, I'm going to go with Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, that's actually per- – well, yeah, I think that's a sound perfect, but it's solid. Mm. What, did I need another running back? I guess it's five running backs and five – wide receivers and one tight end five five one i guess we do need to get a quarterback and a, another tight end and stuff going some more wide receivers i just don't like anybody i'm not crazy about anybody in this range i think we could wait till late to get tied in i think there's late running well, i probably didn't even need to take him then but he's got some standalone value as is without christian mccaffrey even getting injured or anything you know no he does for sure so and I got it, McLaurin. It, is anybody in the chat here going to the national? I I need I need everybody to to go to the national. All three of us. Yeah, I, I'm trying to get a head count because uh, there's a few guys like Filthy and MVP Pete and uh, Late Stick. I think I feel confident in us being able to get ten to fifteen guys together for a uh, quest trade night. You know, like our own trade night on Saturday night, independent of the big trade night that they're doing on Friday night or whatever. Um, yeah, well, are we we're going staying at the Holiday Inn. What happened? Are we going? Yeah, we're we're about to pick. We're about up. Let's see. Who are we picking? Scroll up. Let's see. Yeah, I don't. I'm not crazy about any of these guys down here. I think I'm going to go ahead and get my Chicago Bears running back. That's uh, I think? was waiting for it, Andy. I was waiting for Roshan, it. Roshan. Roshan. Uh, got John Metchie you, down there. What are you guys bringing for uh, card-wise? Are you guys bringing uh, 10 cards, 50 cards, 100 cards? What are you bringing? Why are you, why are you, why are you, why are you drafting Metchie with 50 spots of ADP value? Dude, I don't see any reason to. I don't see any reason to 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 reach on any. I guess I could have taken Darnell. No, Man. no, he John Mechie. I didn't need a running back. Yeah, but John. That's what I'm thinking about. John Mechie's going to be there. John Mechie might not even get picked, and you're taking him in the one thirties. I know that was bad, wasn't it? Oops. This is why I'm the uh, Andy, you know, you're I'm a supposed to have an example here. Mediocre fantasy. I, I will I will I will tell you this. I'm I am painfully mediocre in fantasy. That was a move that I normally make going 50 spots of ADP. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I'm like, Andy, that's why I was, I was like, thinking oh, about wow. the, I was thinking about reserving a room at the national. <laughs> it's hard for me to multitask this late at night, man. All right, here's here's my thing. Here's my thing about the natural. It is so big that like it can overwhelm you. I would love to do like obviously go to the natural this year, 
but one day go to a Dallas card show. Like the Dallas card show experience is so freaking fun. And I was, I went to my first one at uh, my bachelor's party uh, earlier this year. And Andy, you, you saw it. I mean, it was just so freaking fun, man. Like, God, I just freaking love the Dallas card show. Uh, but I'm sure the national is going to be better, right? I mean, it's got to at least be as fun, I would think. I, I don't know, man. This is the thing. I've never, I have not been to a card show since I was like 10 years old. It's a big venue. Uh, it's a big venue, and you have a lot more, I guess, than just cards going on. You have yeah. celebrities, you know, signing autos and. You know, for, if you haven't been to a show in a long time, or if you've never been to a show, it it could be overwhelming, honestly. So, so late stick would go to a D, uh, Dallas card show. I'm down, man. I'm I'm definitely down to do something at a Dallas card show because that's that's drivable for me too. And it is just like sports cards, right? It's not. You're not just gonna. So scroll all the way up, Andy. Like like not on your roster, but on on this. I am up all the way on this. I, you still need a QB. Should I go ahead and... Uh, man, it's getting slim pickings, brother. Well, just... just Got A.J. Dillon. I, I guess I could put a, um, a Jaden Reed. Um, probably get a Romeo Dobbs this late. I'd rather have Reed than, than Dobbs. Uh, Dobbs would have already gone. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Just based on the Dobbs. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I could also do a Luke Musgrave. Got that little correlation going there in week 17. Well, I would do that, and then I would also smash Brock Purdy. Uh oh, do we have Brock Purdy out there? He should be. No, he he's gone, brother. He's Look at gone. that. I get Trey Lance. No, you saw what happened. Messiah drafted him in like the eighth round or something crazy. No, oh, God. Do this. Yeah, Messiah drafted him at pick eighty-eight, and 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 so that makes me feel a lot better about taking Mechie at one thirty-seven. Eighty-eight. Let's see. All right, we're this, picking. Oh, he did. Yeah. This might be the worst roster I've ever drafted. I mean, it's pretty bad. I mean, God, it's pretty bad, it. right? <laughs> I got to say, Andy, when we do these, the live stream drafts, I mean, there's some more unique uh, drafts that I see come about, which forces other people, including myself, to completely adapt and draft the team differently than they have, which maybe is good, maybe isn't. I thought my last draft overall went a lot smoother than this one, but you just have to evolve on the fly. I mean, your draft strategy has to change if if it has to change, you know. This right here, I got to get out to a show in Clearwater, man. That's only like 30, 45 minutes away from me. If these sellers are ancient oh, and they have no idea what they have, be, uh, I love that tip, Corey. And you're picking. Bro. I'm picking. Crap. Just, just take. You know, I've, I've 
Carter, I've, I've proposed this before. If, if anyone's out there from uh, Bang Energy, this is how I get amped up for the show. Andy, you may need to uh, take a page out of my book here. I have not had any beers. I have not had any beers. I am. Uh, I've been drinking water. I, you guys saw me drink something in the koozie. That was a sparkling water. Why? So why did you take Kenny Pickett just now, Andy? Just, just because he was a quarterback that I think can exceed the current values. Pretty, I think he's got spike weeks now. What's interesting is the Steelers are playing the Seahawks right in Week 17. So I don't have. Yeah, you have no. I don't, I don't have any correlation. Yeah, you have no. <coughs> but I think that there is um, maybe a Steelers. Bless you, Steve. That, that I can get here. Well, Allen Robinson. Okay, there you go. They actually, he's on a pretty decent contract. I expect him to use him at some point. He may well, be able to still win a 50-50 ball. Well, they'll play him in the slot mostly. And also, you made you, that was one of your first ever like big flips buying the, all those Allen Robinsons for like a dollar. Oh, it was. Oh, I, I smashed. The process smashed on him just looking at. You know, basically looking at James, uh, advanced James, metrics, efficiency metrics. James, you want to fly to O'Hare, O-R-D. Let's go, James. Uh, O-R-D, O-R-D is, uh, yeah. Probably five to ten minutes from the national. Midway is probably uh, 45 minutes from the national. On a good day. O'Hare? Yeah, it's very close. Probably 10 minutes. It's very close, but you said, oh, okay. I thought you said 45 minutes. I was going out the No, no, Midway. Midway is very far away. Yeah, Midway is far away. O'Hare is literally the convention center is right outside of like the airport area. Like you're right there. He's 10 minutes. So, yeah. Yep. You'll see planes taking off uh, right across the way. Andy, I, I don't know if it'll be uh, January or uh, or next summer again, but uh, we'll definitely have to explore the Clearwater season. Yeah, we got to make it out to a card show over there next time. Uh, so Corey's giving us more information. He said, yeah, a lot of tables are loaded with treasure, and you'll see the old guy selling and his wife behind him forcing him to accept any offer, like literally any offer. What? That's sick. I gotta meet this guy. I gotta find that guy for sure. Oh, late, he said, late. for example, at one of our local shows about six months ago, I picked up five 2020 Prism Megas what? at $60 each. What? Oh my God, 60. I feel sick that I haven't been going to this card show in Clearwater now. I feel like if you can swing it, uh... Even if it's not fully documented, Andy, that might be a good once a month uh, just drop in, get a little content for you. Mm. You've got some 2020 Prism Megas, don't you, Carter? I do. I got three. How much? So you know how much they're worth right now, right? I mean, you probably keep tab, good, good tabs on them. But what I, I think it's around 300 bucks, right? <laughs> that sounds about right, dude. Uh, 
Let me see. I'm getting Reed, man, because he's at value. He's, there it he's is. the only guy or pass catcher. There it is. Making up for the reach earlier. There it is. I got a guy at value at you know, <laughs> the 80, ADP value. Also, both your quarterbacks are week six, Andy. So you don't want to take oh, a zero. Son of a... You don't want to take a zero. Well, wait. here come on down, Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy G, come on down, brother. What about Mac? I could get the Mac attack. I got um I got old Juju. Yeah, that's what you want to do. I got also got McLaurin, so I got Howe, um, Mac. Uh, we got options, brother. We don't have to get Jimmy G. I think Howell's got a lot better uh, ceiling than, than Jimmy G. Probably Mac, too, honestly. These are the, these are the picks that differentiate you from, uh, from all the other entries, similar entries. Yeah, Andy, they floated around 300. That is so sick. I kind of want to open it. It has to be. I know, dude. You could have a Joe Burrow. A Joe Burrow orange laser. That'll pay for a mega box. Mm. All right, guys. I do have to skedaddle. Good evening, man. Have a great right, evening. Bro. Cheers, guys. Go take care of that underdog mascot. I will. <laughs> <laughs> give it up for Carter joining us on the on the stream, uh, tuning in. That was pretty cool. With the under- All right, Andy. Don't want to see it happen again. I'm. Letting you know you're up. Huh. Uh, I appreciate that, man. I'm going to try not to reach on somebody. Uh, I wonder if I can. I got plenty of time, man. I got like tons of time. What are we, uh, what are we doing here? We might, we might get auto picked. No, I'll go just sicky again. Right on ADP. I think Hunter Henry is still out there. Doesn't Henry go later than Jasicki? Oh no, Derek got Henry. No, no, yeah, he's still out there. Two thirteen, so he's basically free. Thirty ADP later, roughly. Yeah. Let's see. You know, there's a there's definitely a mystery as to. Where Zeke's going to play football this year, but I do think he plays football this year, which is enough for me to take him this late. So, what what what'd you do for uh, for Derek? What what'd you do to upset Derek? Me? Yeah, Zeke Elliott. Is that what it is? Are you sniping his guys or something over here? I don't know. Oh, he he wants you to stop. Yeah, I I know what you're doing. You're telling me when it's my turn to pick. Oh, <laughs> you're trying to help me not get auto picks. You're a good co-host, man. You're a good guy. You're trying to look out for me. I get it. I appreciate that. Half the Corey, time I'm half the time I'm tabbed out on the underdog, looking at the making up my my player watch list and uh, 
didn't even know. But uh, yeah, I didn't didn't want to see it happen back to back. Light stick may may have fired you. <laughs> Corey said, uh, "You guys go Herbert or Burrow for a side investment," and uh, I I. I'd rather go Burrow, but I mean he costs uh, what four times as much now as, as Herbert, and in in a lot of cards, not necessarily like the rookie ticket autos, surprisingly, but in a lot of those more base cards, he does premium base cards. I think we saw like the the base prism. It was like one eighty for Burrow and like one thirty for Herbert. So. I mean, a lot of that has to do with Herbert's kind of down year last year and Burrow's obviously great year. It's hard to see the Burrows coming down at this point. I, I only think that they maintain and keep going up. It all depends on how far along the ride you want to go. Are you holding it for five years? Are you wanting to hold it till the playoffs and move it? If that's the case, I think Herbert uh, might be like a good halfway through the season move. Yeah, I think I think Herbert's definitely got potential short term to go up. What are we round seventeen <laughs> here, huh? I feel like <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get pulling more uh, sound effects in. I was like wanting additional sound effects tonight and that I did not have. And I, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't have them. Not, I'll tell you, Andy, I'm not a fan of this guy, but uh, it makes sense. It just makes sense. He might have a couple of good games. Nice. Brad. Robert Woods, Bobby Trees. You know, Carter went Bobby Trees in a draft last night. I saw that. Ah, you know, he's on the wrong side of his on this wrong side of his career. But he's skilled. He's a veteran. He's bound to have a couple big games. He always has a couple really big games and then just a lot of above average ones. But you know what? It's not a. It's not just a naked pick. I do have Stroud, so I think it was only the correct thing. Oh, you guys! You dirty dirt. What'd you do? Nothing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna snipe Musgrave. Did I get him? Come on. Yes. Oh, man, that was so close. Oh, geez, that was close. This might be one of the most unique, uh, <laughs> one of the most unique fantasy best ball drafts I've ever been a part of. I definitely haven't. I've done about 30 of these, Andy. I don't have any teams that look anything like this. 
I'm not sure if the action, Andy, is happening in the best ball draft or in the banter in the chats. We got some some serious heavy hitters going back and forth here, man. Some very competitive guys in the chat uh, wanting to put their fantasy prowess head to head. Yeah? Let me see. That's got like Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. Elon Musk type hype behind it. Back it up every year. Uh, are you talking about <laughs> Brad Nolan sneaking in the chat here? Not here. It's hey, late. Brad said Trubisky will win MVP this year, Andy. He's I know. I haven't had any. I haven't had any beers, but I'm starting to think Trubisky might win the MVP this year. At least in my in my heart, he will. Even if he doesn't in real life. FanDuel. Let me see. Uh, I kind of... What happened? I lost my screen. Oh, there we go. Okay. I added a couple new soundtracks. Let's see. That one's not that good. Wait, that one's just... uh... What? (laughs) Did we... uh... Uh, That's for me on the clock. Up there. Oh, I'm gonna go. There you hey, go. I'm gonna That's go a good pick for your uh, quarterback. Two five seven. Two five eight three. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sometimes the hardest pick in the entire draft, the very last pick. I do have some guys in mind. I just don't know. Way to go here. I don't know how Derek and Bush Leaguers are going to compete, but it looks like they want to do like a a high stakes um, head to head fantasy football competition. That could be quite interesting. No, I was just about to say that what Derek just said, the real ones do it with pen and paper. Yeah, man, why why pay the rake? Forget the rake. Let's see. Got to export that one. That one's pretty good. Oh. See what everybody did. Steeler. Mahomes Kelsey to start off, man. Nice. <clears throat> I appreciate you uh, serving the the audience, Steve. And I do want to. I am curious to who you think did the best in this draft. Yeah, let's take a look over everybody's squad here. And filthy came yeah, out swinging. Was... Amon Ra, Garrett Wilson, Debo. That's that's nice. Derek, CD, Waddle, Mark Andrews. I almost went Mark Andrews. I was just worried I couldn't get Lamar to go with him, but that's a nice start too. Messiah, AJ Brown, Chubb, Lamar. Andy ended up with Diggs, Pollard, Brees Hall. Loaded up at RB early. Bush got Eckler, Taylor, Najee. Steelers got Kelsey Mahomes DK. Very nice. 
I ended up with McCaffrey, Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper, White Stick, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Jacobs. Oh, and Burrow. Very nice. Well, that's tough. Um, man, I don't know. That's hard. I got to say, uh, I don't know. Based on just the first three picks, everybody did really good. Steeler is really strong with the Kelsey combo. Light Stick's really strong with the, basically the Bengals roster. Uh, Andy, the elite running back start is huge, along with one of the best receivers in the league. Derek, top-tier tight end. I think Christian Watson at 39 is potentially a steal. He could be a top-five receiver in the league. I don't think I had my best draft, if we're being completely honest, but I did end up with McCaffrey at five, which is – potentially good and Walker I think is a steal at round five as well and I essentially ended up with the entire Browns and Texans roster so there's that filthy Herbert at 60 man that's a steal that's a steal uh, did he pair him up with anybody naked Herbert I don't know I think if I had to pick one, I might I might actually say late stick. I am also a Bengals homer in some degree, but I think that uh, he gets my vote, at least initially. All right, man. I love that analysis, man. Were you content with your team, or did you think that the late auto picks hurt you too much? Because actually I think your team's just fine, honestly. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. That whole late season winter games in Buffalo, I guess, concern me a little bit. But I think other than if I think about that, I'm like being over analytical. I, I then, will say that yeah. when you went with Burks, uh, I was trying to. I was thinking about going the Tennessee route, and I had to reroute after that. And then you did the 50 pick reach on Mechie, which broke apart my uh, my Texans master <laughs> master team for no reason. But uh, oh. it's all good, man. These things happen, man. This is this is the reality of a fantasy draft. It's not uh, cookie cutter. It's going to be some wild, wild drafts like this one. Yeah, 100%, especially with guys like uh, Bush Leaguer and, and Derek in here. Uh, late sticks, very consistent drafter. So is Filthy, man. Uh, Brian, he, he's, he's wild. He's a wild card over there. And, and Messiah, he took Brock Purdy at 88. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely – there was some gunslinging going on here. But, hey, yeah, you know, it makes it fun. And I I, I, I hope somebody in the, in the group here wins this thing, man, whether it's myself or you or somebody from the community, man. That would just be, just be awesome. I know Brian, I know he made it pretty far. I made it decently far. I'm sure Derek did as well. Uh, but yeah, somebody has two people advanced from our bracket, Andy. I think ultimately, uh, that that's going to make it fun. It's almost like a private league, but not for us. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody's ultimately going to win a bunch of money, right? <laughs> two people from this group, which puts it as, as a high percentage of it being somebody from the Discord at this point.
Is that, is Steve, that, the, is that, uh, is that your is internet? That, is that the auto pick sound? The new auto pick sound? You hear sound? something? That was my, yeah, that was my internet last night when the power, uh, <sighs> Steve, that, that's rude, man. You can't be burping like that on a live stream. <laughs> I was holding, I was holding it in for after the draft, at least, you know, with my non-sponsored <laughs> We, we may have to get you on board, Andy, to get you at your the peak. Pot. We're going to have to get you. Are we doing? Se 75. No, I got to go to bed, guys. But I uh, <laughs> I do have to go. I got I got to. Um, but the pot is 75 grand. So the, the total pot is 500K, Corey. Yeah, um, I got to end the stream also. Corey's going to go check out the Patreon and uh man i had a blast tonight steve um yeah i might yeah, i might be scrolling through some more um uh, oh yeah i'll i'll be vlogging there's gonna be a lot of recorded content steve i'll tell you check this out i i bought a nice set of wireless bluetooth microphones that'll transmit up to like a hundred feet away from our phone. So there's like a little transceiver that plugs into the phone. And then these things you can carry around and interview people or have them clipped to your shirt so you can talk and stuff. Um, yeah. 500 K total prize is 75 K to first place, Corey. So yeah, I got, got that man. Got, um, got a new little, uh, tripod for the phone and stuff. So we're ready to roll, man. Yes, you got so, a couple uh, portable battery packs or something. You might need those. Um, I could I could buy a juice box, but I I have two phones. I have two cell phones, so one is going to be primarily used for, and it's it's brand new. It's got get great battery, and uh, it's got a better camera. So one will be strictly used for, and it's got like um, hundreds of gigs of of storage on the phone. So I'll use that primarily for video. Um, and then if it dies, then I've got the second phone I could go to, which has got a good battery life on it, too. It's a pretty new phone. So between the two, I think we'll be all right. Maybe I do buy a juice box, though. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, because I know that there's going to be a, a fight for outlets, if there even is access to any uh, in there. I'm sure there will be to some degree, but... Um, yeah, but plus I want to be like move because there's so many different dealers there and there's so many potential deals to find. Like I want to film deals. I also, you know, I'm bringing money and cards to actively look to make deals. And then I want to meet people and interview people. So it's going to, I think, going to be pretty busy uh, Friday and Saturday in there. So you're right. I mean, there's not going to be any time to sit around, plug something in. So I think if one phone drains and it is smart to have a juice box, put it in my backpack and have that first phone charging while I'm using the second phone. Because then I also need to be potentially looking on eBay comp and stuff, even though I've got already got a really good idea of where everything should be priced in my head, you know, more or less. So what are you bringing uh Cards-wise, 50, 100, 10. I, yeah, that's the thing. I think I'm going to probably end up bringing like 50. That's a good question. I want to bring some interesting cards just to, like from my collection, just to, ones that, that do have a price. Like I'm not going to bring – I think I'm going to bring like my Travis Kelsey Topps Chrome Refractor uh, SGC 8.5. 
And Paul Hickey and those guys from Sports Car Strategy are going to be at a booth that they're advertising. They're cracking people's slabs for them. SGC is super easy one to crack, but I might crack that Travis Kelsey out because it's worth a lot more crack. That's like a $100 plus card now. And the 8.5 is just holding it back, man. Yeah, I will be bringing... I mean, basically, they're like my business cards. I send them out to... Um, I've got... I've got, you know, my Quest collectible cards. I got nice. some Quest rookie cards. That's the prestige design. And then I've got the uh, Quest rated rookie design. These are the little instant prizes that I send out. Um, I, I autograph. I got like a gold. Sh I got a couple different colors of Sharpies. So I send, I autograph them. They're, they're fun. They've got information like the URLs and stuff for my channel and stuff on the back. So it's basically a business card. You know, it's got my, but in the form of a football card. So shout out to Laughable's uh, collection. So I'll be doing some limited print run autographs with some different Sharpies, maybe a specific, maybe I'll, maybe I'll write auto pick Andy. I'll sign Gold auto Sharpie. pick Andy. That's going to be a Sharpie. very rare print run though, man. I'm telling you, I don't auto pick often. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a, 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 maybe a run out of 10 or 20 on the auto pick Andy's. Nice. I got to get one to late stick because I know he's <laughs> uh, and Derek. All the all the vets that are in for these drafts on these uh, these late Thursdays with us that'd be nice. But yeah, like I want to bring that card, you know, as a, as an example. I think I'm going to bring my Mike Evans uh, Prism Red Prism Auto. I mean, you can never find comps for this card because it's so rare. It's at, it's numbered out of 35. It's in pristine condition. Um perpetually faded yeah I, I don't know if he's out in the chat or if he's around but um he sold it to me offline right I, I gave me a great deal i think i paid like 130 or 140 for the card but it's it's probably worth realistically like four or five hundred dollars because of how rare it is uh, i think i'm gonna bring it just just as just to kind of show it off and just like potential like i'm not, obviously not gonna take uh, any type of low ball offers on it but i want to kind of have it with me i looked at some uh carrying cases if you will online and uh there's one on amazon that's actually like like 80 60 or 80 bucks i can't remember it holds i don't remember if it holds 50 or 100 but it's like half the price of the zion case so i i may scoop that up just to have something safe to put the cards in with a little padlock on it um and then they do sell a version with like a backpack and all that but it's like 200 bucks man i'll just i own a backpack Let's bring my yeah own backpack. you know what i'm saying what about what about having the like something like uh it doesn't have to be a lock case but what about the zipper on your book bag getting one of those little padlocks to lock the zipper on your book bag true you know or a combo lock on your book bag because I, I feel like you know the little the little eye holes in the zipper on your book bag you could you know put a lock through there and just lock down that whole compartment of your book bag my whole thing is like i would love to have like my bag locked and the case locked but uh at the same time if i'm like trying to pull it out to two deals like table to table i feel like that's gonna get really old really quick so Lightstick, send me the link. I want to take a look and see. Uh, yeah. 
That's not bad. Be, Thirty bucks holds fifty. If slabs. I order it now, it should should arrive in time. Worst case scenario, I get the one on Amazon and it gets here in two days. So. Yeah, I don't even think I have fifty slabs, but that would be nice just to put even the raw cards in there as well. Yeah, and you could um, you can put between the one between the uh, slabs, you can put some one touches and top loaded cards in there. Bring them out, man. I got uh, I got a lot of stuff to bring. I know, I know. We, Andy, I'm sure you have mostly football. I have, uh, I got some nice. Well, you saw the submission. I had some Otani cards I graded with the SGC submission. I'll be bringing those. Maybe, maybe we'll do a. Uh, I don't know if we'll have an, enough computers, but I was gonna say a live draft in person. That'd be wild to have everyone in the same room. But I don't think we'll have enough. Uh, well, everyone's got a cell phone, I guess, right? We'll figure it all out. It's just going to be nice to see everybody. And uh, just going to be a wild, big venue to see all those cards, all those personalities, all those athletes potentially in one place. I know Florida native Hulk Hogan was there last year, Andy. I'm sure he'll be there again this year. Curious oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. These card shows are like the uh, Comic-Con, but for, you know, for the sport hobby. That's cool, man. I'm sure, like, Barry Sanders. All I, I didn't look at the full. I think Odell Beckham. Well, Odell Beckham was there last year or something like that. I know. I, I looked when the list first got posted a few months ago at some of the people that were going to be there, and there was some ginormous names. I'm sure it's changed and, and gotten better since then, but. Maybe maybe between this week and next week, we'll take a look and kind of quickly review some of the big names that'll be there. And maybe we'll have to. <laughs> we we may have. Bushleaguers are, are trying to uh, trying to get each other back down. One doesn't want to uh, do a redraft. Bushleaguers don't want to do a redraft. Uh, he wants to put money on an underdog draft i think next week which would be really tough i guess you would have to say whoever had more points by the end of regular season um this, we may need to make the, a uh, you may need to they want to go high stakes and are you going to proctor up a uh like a fight poster like a pay-per-view poster for this massive showdown No, it's all good. It's friendly. I mean, look, Derek is definitely the real deal when it comes to uh, uh, fantasy football. So we're not going to – I'm not going to argue that. Trust me, he's in literally 150 different leagues and, like, lives, eats, breathes this stuff. So Bush Leaguers, I have no doubt, has been playing fantasy football for, like, 30 years and uh you know he's got a ton of experience and you know it, when it when it when you talk about running these like friends and family leagues there there's some wild stuff dude i i remember in a friends and family league like a guy ended up doing okay but i mean he would make some crazy pick in the first round 
and like pick his roster straight up. He'd go, he'd go like quarterback. And then he, I remember one year, I think he went Matt Ryan first round. He'd go Matt Ryan, get Julio Jones. Like he'd build his whole team, like even drafting kickers in the fifth round kind of thing, you know, like get a player for each position to fill his roster. And <laughs> like that's how he drafted every year. He'd always reach on kickers and stuff. And he never won the league. Uh, I won the league twice, and that's what kind of got me more into it, you know, thinking I could be good at this. And uh, he would just always be decent but never, never win. I, I've i been in a couple leagues like that too where I've seen a guy just go down the sheet, quarterback, running back, you know, and just fill tight end and then kicker. You know, he was taking a kicker before he was taking – depth at his skill positions and i was like yo what is going on here man this is this is crazy you know there's maybe been only a handful of guys in you know fantasy history that are you know worthy of an early kicker pick but that's very few and far between yeah um yeah check it out Corey. just go sign up for uh, patreon.com such football cards when you do that you'll get access to the discord you can private message all of us that uh, pretty much all of us in here now i don't know about hard gym ball i don't i don't think bush leaguers is in there yet but uh he's definitely a regular he's a good dude um hard hard gym ball no, wants to know what our most expensive card is i don't know what my most expensive card is now i have to actually think about that for second that's a good question i i don't know actual i'd have to i'm gonna probably bring some of my my bigger cards with me to the show but uh if i had to guess like probably a justin fields auto most likely yeah i think mine is probably that mike evans auto prism auto uh, red prism auto out of 35. I think I've only been recently buying on the, you know, more heavy side and, and buying fewer cards. And just because time is a bigger thing for me now than it was a year ago. So I'm buying fewer cards that I can manage my inventory better uh, than before. But um, yeah, before I was just buying like tons of stuff in like the 10 to 30 range you know what i mean and that was like, yeah well, still too. a great play don't get me wrong but if you just don't have that kind of time to list that many cards then it's not to your advantage because then it just becomes like a hindrance rather than like something to your benefit yeah so it just makes sense to make bigger plays like when you know you've gone through your process and you know it's it's solid then just go ahead and make a bigger play on a bigger card that's kind of my thought with the with the Mac Jones uh, flip. So yeah, that one's that one's worth some decent money. That Mac Jones auto that I bought, but uh, oh, that thing's sick. Yeah, I got a ton of cards in like that thirty to hundred dollar range. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> Andy needs to count us down. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. It is 12 12. Um, I gotta, I gotta go to bed though, man. I gotta go to bed, guys. I can't do it. You guys, you can look, you can go in the Discord, 
and you can start a stage event in the discord and stream it there but this stream is over three hours long now i gotta cut it off man and i gotta go to bed uh yeah i will i will be dead man because the kids are gonna just run me over tomorrow (laughs) and i gotta work i got some stuff i gotta do tomorrow all right all right got packages i gotta get if uh... it's it's past midnight for me ellie this is what i'm saying see help back me up here eli help me eli help me i got uh, i know andy has to get to bed i got maybe five hours of sleep three days in a row here so i gotta call it a night too but i will say this i probably will be on the discord on um around this time on friday night or saturday night pardon me saturday night and uh we'll probably do some so if anyone is on in the discord saturday night uh i will probably do some drafts yeah um that's a likely possibility i will hop in there as well so all right for steve and everybody else out there on the quest appreciate you guys we'll see you in that uh that next episode peace not everyone